listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, Cryptsers. Welcome to another episode of Podcast from the Crypt. I am your permanent guest host, Wolfman Memo. And I am your horror host, Chainsaw Paul. And thanks again, Alistair, for that awesome intro. All right, we're back again, Wolfman. Back again, ready to do this shit. Hell yeah, uh... We're back for the new year. What is it? Is this is this our uh, first actual episode that we're doing together? I mean, we did the uh, we had the interview one, but that was like a special thing. But uh, I think this is uh, creep we did right before New Year's Eve. So yeah, this is technically our yeah. our first episode together for the new year. Well, yeah, it's been a while, Paul, and uh, I'm glad to. See that you're uh, still alive and kicking yes. and and healthy. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Have you been uh, like uh, watching a lot of crap on TV or what you been up to? Yeah, dude, trying to catch all the crappy movies I can. Catching up on uh, some TV series and shit. And um, I did subscribe to that Full Moon Features streaming service, so there's a lot of kooky shit on there for sure. A lot so of good, I guess a lot of good stuff from the '80s that like I grew up on and stuff like '80s and '90s shit, like Puppet Master and fucking demonic toys and shit. So that's really cool. Uh, yeah. And then you told me that you were watching a Linda Blair one that you uh, said kind of was like, uh, seemed like it would be like the unofficial sequel to uh, a movie that she did. What was that one called again? Yeah, it's mean called Street? Savage Island, and it's. I guess just by name, it's sort of like an, a, a sequel because there was Savage Streets before that. But I tried uh, to watch it, dude, and it's, the quality of it's just horrible. 
And then I, I saw that it was on Prime also, and it's, it looked the same. So it's just they never got around to remastering that shit. So I turned it off. I couldn't finish it. It's, it just looked too bad. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, you told me about uh, Savage Streets, and then I did end up watching that. Uh, that movie's uh, great. back. And then <laughs> I watched it, I'm like, hey, it, it, yeah, I was like, it was a good movie. So I liked it. Yeah, it kind of remind it kind of reminded me of like uh, movies that used to come on back in the days when I was a kid. Yeah, and it would be like the weekend, and it would come out like on channel thirteen or five or something. Okay. Just, it was channel eight, dude. USA up all <laughs> night. Ah, uh, with Randa Shear. <laughs> then uh, even, even though it? I did fucking Gilbert Godfrey, he hosted that shit for a while. Uh, I was like, I didn't have cable, so I would know. The only thing that I knew about uh, that was Ronda Shear because they uh, advertised her. I was a wrestling fan, so they would mention her because uh, I guess they had like uh, some kind of th- business deal going on or something. Yeah, so I guess one one of these days we're gonna have to, uh, you know, review a couple movies from that uh, that app you got right there, Paul. Fuck yeah, dude! Like, I'm thinking we should do. Not like every episode, obviously, but maybe like once a month or once every other month, we'll pick something from the Full Moon Features app and just go to town on that motherfucker. So uh, that sounds like a cool uh, app. So I'm going to check that one out for sure, see what's on there and see all the weird crap that's there. I think I looked through it and then it was like some kind of uh, weird stuff like... uh, Women in bondage, or like uh, that are yeah. that are uh, in prison in the <laughs> Amazon, and some guys like uh, whipping on them or something. Like erotic sci-fi and shit. Uh, There's some weird stuff on there, man. But you know what? I'm like, fuck it, dude. Because because here's the thing. At least for right now, I don't know how long they're gonna keep doing this deal. But for right now, like you pay the sixty dollars for the the year subscription, and you get. A 12 disc Blu ray set, uh, a box set of Puppet Master franchise, like all basically all the fucking movies, and then like this documentary in this cool ass box set. You get that for free. So essentially, I'm, I'm looking at it like I paid for the box set for $60 for, t- for your free 11 movies and a documentary, and I get in the streaming service for free. Yep. I still have to, uh, I mean, I've seen little parts of Puppet Master. But I've never seen like a whole movie all the way through, not even the original. So I know. Oh wow! <laughs> I've, I know I've seen at, at least the first four all the way through, and then like a couple of the newer ones, like the ran- like random ones that I really don't remember too much. But I know that I liked them, and I, I love the puppets, how they look, all that good shit. So. I definitely wanted that box set. Got all the ones that I have seen. The third one is my favorite, and that's the one that has to take place in like uh, Nazi Germany, back in the, uh, you know, that time. Maybe that's but maybe that's I, the I, one I, I found watched. out that there's. But I found out like there's a few newer ones, like in the, I want to say early two thousands, mid two thousands. The the Axis, uh, the Axis like trilogy. I think there's three of them. Yeah, those ones have to do with Nazis too. So you may have saw one of those. Probably. But anyway, like, I'm going to get that box set, dude. So I'm going to watch all of those motherfuckers. It, the only, there's two of them that it, do, it doesn't have. It's It doesn't have the Littlest Reich because that one wasn't made by Full Moon. That one was made by Fangoria. 
And then it doesn't have the newest one is a spinoff that came out, um, I think, like a few weeks ago or uh, late last year. Huh. Um, that one's called Blade, the Iron Cross. So it's sort of a spinoff. And it has to do with uh, the character Blade, the puppet Blade, you know, like the iconic one when you think of Puppet Master. Yeah, the white face dude with the white hair. Yeah, but... And and the hat. But at the same time, that one is on the Full Moon Features streaming app, so I can watch that one. It just doesn't come as a Blu-ray in the box set. So I do want to get those two just to make the whole fucking set complete. And I know... uh. Man, man, Steve's a big fan of Puppet Master, so uh-huh. hopefully he can get back on the show and talk talk some Puppet Master with us. That'd be dope. Yeah, he has to share that uh, podcast from the Crypt Puppet Master uh, t-shirt that he has. I think there's pictures on there of him. Actually, yeah, I just uploaded the old Bernie Sanders meme. I made one. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did have that one with, on there with, that day, huh? With you and Steve, yeah. And he's got that shirt on, actually, now I think about it. Huh. I had to get on that Bernie Sanders meme fucking bandwagon, dude. Shit's too <laughs> funny. I think everybody is, I mean, that can uh, <laughs> Photoshop. I, I don't know how to do that stuff, so I, I just, like, look at it and I laugh. Uh, so there's well, been some I pretty good it, ones. Like, I think, like, fucking uh, like Snapchat or something actually has a filter now. To where you could take take a picture of yourself or whatever, and 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 it'll have Bernie Sanders there. Huh. <laughs> I actually did the old school Photoshop on my computer with that one. Yeah. Hey, and then uh, you mentioned like how you mentioned that that uh, that uh, box set is coming your way. You you said that a few days ago as well. Like, uh, is it still stuck wherever it says that it was at? It's moving like a goddamn snail, dude. It's snail mail. It really is. So it, it's coming Tuesday. That's kind of like when I was waiting for a watch. That that sucker took like uh, almost a month, man, to get to me. So uh, that's crazy. Hopefully, it doesn't happen to you because that that feels like the same way that was going on with me, where it should have just been like, okay, take about a week, and it's like, whoa, what's going on? It's almost a month. No, it's coming Tuesday. It's right now. It's actually not that far from here. So I'm still. I'm like, why is it taking that damn long? Huh. It's almost it's almost like in your neck of the woods. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go pick it up and I'll, I'll drive it over your way, drop it off. Yes. yes. <laughs> They're like, thank thank you, sir. It would have took us another uh, two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> They're like, our only fucking truck is down. It needs a new transmission. We're fucked. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, with as far as like some of the stuff that I've been doing, I've been I've been kind of being uh. A couch potato, like usual, but in my room, <laughs> I've uh, I've been catching some a bad uh, potato. Yeah, I don't know if like you caught it, if you caught any of these, uh, Paul or not, but uh, like this one's kind of this one's popular over on uh, Netflix. I did I I was like I waited a little bit and then I finally watched it maybe yesterday. Uh, I watched uh, the Night Stalker uh, documentary they have on there. Night Stalker, the the hunt for a uh, serial killer. These, yeah, I watched that. You watched that, that was one, actually Paul? pretty good. Yeah, that was a good. Yeah, doc. I checked it out. Yeah, I mean, I lived through that time. I was I was a kid when all that stuff was going on. That um, and then I saw that I didn't know that that he did this, but he did uh, take kids and uh, you know, molest them, and I didn't know that. But back then, I was probably almost the age of uh, some of those kids there. So that's pretty scary shit to to think about, you know. 
Yeah, and you lived around there too, so yeah. Damn, he could have easily got you too. Yeah, maybe he did, and you just don't remember. Ah, uh, it. I blacked it out of my mind forevermore. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I vaguely remember it. I was. I think I was a little, a little too young, but I do remember my mom talking about it. Like even when I was a, a little bit older kid. Yeah, because I mean, I remember like when they showed it on the news that. Uh, when they caught him, it was it was crazy because yeah, uh, just people in the neighborhood were just going after him, you know. And beat they were beating on him. If the cops didn't get him, they would have probably killed him on the street. Yep, which I that probably would have been a good idea. I, I I'd like to have seen that happen, but you know whatever. He yeah. got his in the end anyway. That's right. So like yeah, I I watched the series. I I thought, I was like oh I'm digging this and. It reminded me of the last season of American Horror Story because Richard Ramirez is in that one. The, like the character, like not the actual Richard Ramirez, but, you know, they have the character in, in the series in that in that season. Yeah, he comes up, uh, I think, twice on uh, that season and another one as well. Actually, he came up. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It was that season and then uh, and, uh, uh, Hotel. Hotel. Yep. Yes. And so I remember that like, oh, shit, I, I actually didn't finish that season. Uh, 1984. Ah. Oh. So I, I got to the point where, uh, where they did where, where uh fucking, the people were going after him in the, in the streets and shit. That's where I stopped watching it. So I like I took the time and actually finished it because it's on Netflix now. Yeah. Actually finished the rest of the season, and I was just like, dude, this was fucking garbage. The whole season was fucking garbage, man. And I'm a huge American Horror Story fan. Like, I got a big-ass freak show poster up right here on my wall. Huh. Well, I mean, and, I, I love, and mo- I I love most I didn't, of them. There wasn't anything I liked about it. And it was the 80s, and it was a camp, and it had all this shit that could Like, all this stuff going for it that could have been amazing. Like, all the stuff I love. I remember, like, maybe four years back, like, it was before one of the seasons came out. And you know how people speculate... Oh, what's this next season going to be about? Yeah. Well, one of my thoughts was like, oh, they should totally do like a fucking summer camp. So like when 1984 came out, I was like, fuck, they're actually doing what I wanted them to do. This is cool. And it was just garbage. Well, you might have hated it, but I liked it. I still liked it, Paul. What'd you like about it, though? A lot of different stuff. I liked that it was 80s. I I, I lived through the 80s. Uh, I lived when yeah, Richard but, Ramirez that... was around. Uh, I think it, that's it, one it of the things that... that I didn't like about it, though. Check it out. Like, I, I love 80s, right? I love 80s horror movies. I love pretty much everything that came from the 80s. But they they were making it like the 80s was a character. And well, I didn't like that. Like, uh, towards the end of the season, um, was it Montana? I think that was her name. She kept, like, asking, like, did, you know, the how was the, how was the rest of the 80s? And, like... Does anybody ever still talk about the 80s? It's like, what the fuck? Like, I don't think people in that, I don't think people in the actual 80s were like, oh, the 80s are going to be the shit. <laughs> Everyone's going to love this decade. Like, they don't do that. Well, I mean, so I, was I, was, like, I, was, I was a kid during that time, so I don't know if some people were like that or not. Because uh, going on to a different tangent, since you're bringing that kind of stuff up about like, hey, people don't do that stuff. 
I mean, this is a different movie, but they did do that same thing that you're mentioning uh, on Boogie Nights, the movie. When uh, I think the I don't know if it, I think the '70s were gonna be over in there, like, all right, we're going from the '70s, it's gonna be '80s, and then they had that uh, that bash that they were doing it at the end. The the guy sees his wife banging some other dude, and he can't take it no more. No, I remember yeah. that, but yeah. that was actually like, that was actually like fucking uh, the turn the turn of the decade New Year's party. So I mean, yeah, that's that was what I'm a saying. given. But I'm talking like this is mid '80s, and and people are talking about it like. Like, it's the fucking shit, and, you know, now we look back, oh, the ladies was fucking cool, but, I mean, I don't sit here and say, like, oh, or, like, when 1999 turned over to 2000, I wasn't like, oh, the 2000s are gonna be the shit, and still talking about it, like, throughout the whole fucking decade, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, that, no, Paul, you still do that, you go, you go, 1990s gonna like be the trying shit? To make it- they were trying to emphasize it too much that, oh, this is the 80s. Like, I get it. All right, Paul. I get that, it. Paul's, uh, Paul's nitpicking again. <laughs> it's not really a nitpick. If you just go back and watch it, dude, you'll see what I'm talking about. I, and I, I fucking love the 80s, but I, I just didn't like I didn't like that. And there's other things about it, too, that I didn't like. But this isn't a, this isn't a review on American Horror Story 1984. <laughs> so if yeah, you want to do that, we'll have to do that on a whole other episode. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna watch. I'll, wa- I'll rewatch it at some point, but uh, I I didn't hate it as much as you did. And if I rewatch it, I don't think I'll still uh, hate it as much as you did. Uh, because like I they, said, they, they, it they did have, have some cool stuff, dude. Don't get me wrong. It's I, just I, I like the uh, serial like killer it, guy dude. too. I didn't like it. I like how they had the serial killer, but at the end, it kind of got turned up on him because he wasn't as bad as they. They made him out to be in the beginning, so that was cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess we're kind of going off uh you know topic again so i guess uh let's get back to some of the, oh well we kind of were on topic because we were talking about richard ramirez and all that kind of stuff no so, no, no uh, that's why <laughs> that was a good segue into it because i wanted to bring it up but i'm like why like the season's been over for a whole year yeah so that's actually cool that you brought that up because i did want to talk about it a little <laughs> yeah but uh i mean i enjoyed it um i think that that wasn't the last one i thought the one uh I thought the one uh, after that was like the uh, Armageddon one or something with the witches at the end. No, that was that was before. Oh, that was right before it. Uh, 1984 was in in uh, uh, 2019. Oh, and then they had to, you know, 2020. They had to take a break because of COVID. So. Oh, okay. Well, uh, the Wolfman's all mixed up over here, <laughs> but that's okay. Aren't we all? I'm mixed- just saying. After uh- I finished watching it, it was it became my least favorite season of American Horror Story. So uh, it it bumped it bumped Colt up, cause Colt was my least favorite. Ha. Huh. All right. Well, uh, let's see. What else did I catch? Uh, oh yeah, you mentioned this one, Paul. Even though it's not horror, but it, we do like uh, kind of sci-fi fantasy stuff over here. Disenchantment. Yes. But you told me, hey, did you watch Disenchanted? I was like, uh, what are you talking about? I was at work too, so yeah. I was like, I didn't understand. I was, and then my brain wasn't one hundred percent working. I was like, uh, what's uh, Disenchanted? I was like, how how do you not know Simpsons and Futurama? I was like, oh, I know what you mean now. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, goddamn auto spell, because it said Disenchanted, which is <laughs> called j- Disenchantment. Yeah. So I was like, oh fuck, maybe that's why he's confused. But even then, like you should have got what I was talking about, dude. Come on. I know, but I was at work, and then at work, that's like I'm, I'm like totally too, super busy doing a bunch of crap there. So 
it's kind of tough to like think about other stuff when I just I'm talking to like everybody and their mama passing through the uh, front door. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I no, mean, I, yeah, I, I caught I caught that. It was you good. It? You watched it all. Yeah. You know yeah, what? Do you do you still remember a lot of stuff from the other seasons, Paul? Oh, dude, that's what's funny about it is like when it came on and I'm watching it, I'm like, I totally forgot everything that happened before. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Yeah, I got to recap and, and, too. And the way this one is, it's not like Futurama or The Simpsons, where those ones are more like sitcoms. So yeah. like every episode is something different. Yeah, this one is a serial, so. The whole story plays out through every episode and the, and the seasons. Yeah, but even if, so, like, uh, I, you know, like, I forgot a lot of shit. Yeah, I forgot a lot of stuff, so I was like, I got to recap and then rewatch it again. But even just watching it the way it was, I thought it was still good. And even though I forgot a lot of things, I, w- I still was able to enjoy it. Yeah, that was good. All right, cool. So uh, that's cool. We both watched stuff that we, uh, I didn't know that you watched it too, Paul. So that's cool. Um... I watched this other movie on, on the Fire Stick. Uh, did you watch it, uh, Paul, the one that's called The Hunt? No, I haven't seen that one. But you heard of it, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what it is. But it has uh, the chick from fucking Glow in it. Yep. And then, you know when I first uh, I saw the cover at work for that one. And then I thought it, I thought it was the actress from um, from Hereditary. Just because of the way the uh, the artwork is and the way she's kind of posed on there. So I thought it was her. Then later on, I looked after watching the movie. I was like, oh, it's her. And then I, I, I saw who was on it. I'm like, oh, cool. It's the girl from Glow or the lady from Glow. Yeah. Uh, the lady from Glow. Um. So, I mean, I thought it was kind of cool. She kicked some ass. I don't think it was the best movie, but I thought it was it was decent. Uh, well, when it, when it came out, like people were fucking giving it rave reviews. Like everyone was talking about it. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. Yeah, I can't say it's like the greatest thing, but I thought it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. I had fun watching it. Yeah, so uh, the other thing that I've been watching, and this is uh, horror-related, is uh, I've been watching The Stand. I don't know if you've been watching it yet, Paul. Nope. I can't watch shit right now with this internet, dude. Yeah. Like, the only app that works on my PlayStation is fucking Netflix. And and basically that's like what I watch on my TV, like the one in the living room. Um, it works a little bit better. I I think you could watch like Hulu and shit on it, but like I'm trying to watch Prime and shit, and it doesn't work. Like it doesn't even come on. It just like it'll say Prime, and then it's a black screen. Damn, that sucks. Well, let me just say this uh, about uh, the stand for the horror fans out there. All right, uh, so yeah, the Wolfman's been catching the stand. Uh, there's supposed to be uh, nine episodes that are going to be coming out. Uh, I think it's about uh, five or six, maybe, uh, I think it might be uh, sixth or seventh episode already. Uh, I think it's the sixth episode that already came out. So I've, I've watched all of them so far, and, and I like uh, I like the way it's been portrayed. I enjoyed the original when it came out too, but I thought this, uh, you know, this... Uh, reimagining right here it's pretty good it, it it sticks to most of the story from what i can remember but it's been a long time since i read the story but it has a lot of uh the stuff they they couldn't show uh back in the days in network tv like uh it has like the track antagonist that's uh hanging out with one of our main good characters uh harold that it shows them uh both kind of uh 
like not not 100% showing but you can it implies that they're masturbating at some points during uh you know some of the things they do or see so that was impli- yeah so that was implied on on the book and i mean they could show that back in the early 90s on you know network tv so i thought and and it looks uh like darker as far as the uh the color palettes that this uh, director is using and uh you know how they have a a lot of things can be done now compared to back it was harder to make certain things look a certain way uh back in the 90s so yeah um i mean it, it looks good so far the only thing that i that has fault in it if people watch it is just like the first two episodes uh and i've, I've read some of the reviews that people left and they don't like uh the way it time jumps it, it kind of starts off at certain times and then it goes backwards and forwards and uh kind of makes people dizzy to me i'm, I'm okay yeah, like dude, I sometimes can that shit I was gonna say sometimes that shit does confuse me, man. And then, like, you know, when it's in overabundance of uh-huh. that, then yeah. I, I'm like, I don't even want to finish watching this shit. Yeah, so I understand where the people come from, where they didn't enjoy that, because to me, it didn't really need that. It and uh, if they didn't go with it, I thought it would strengthen it if they just kind of went, uh, you know, chronologically. Uh, but they only do that on like maybe the first two episodes. After that, it basically goes like forward uh throughout the time there might be like a little bit of a you know look back on certain stuff but not very much uh so i think it's it's been pretty strong like i enjoy it uh and i I don't like that people are like already like giving it scores like uh especially that's a series and it's not done yet it's like watch the whole thing then score it you know because like i said uh, the first two it kind of like throws people off but it's not that's not how the whole series is afterwards it kind of basically goes around and the way it ends on certain ones, it's cool because it ends and then it has certain music playing and it goes with the theme of the stuff that's going on. And it does feel kind of like connected to like how uh, that first one was made, too, because it had some pretty iconic music on there as well. Um, so Wolfman's enjoying it so far and he thinks uh, the acting is pretty decent on there. And uh, so uh, if you uh, Cripsters out there, if you're not watching it, uh, give it a shot. But like I said, uh, even though like the first the first two episodes might throw you off, but uh, afterwards you enjoy the ride, and uh, we'll oh see, well, there we'll, you go, and uh, we'll see how it ends because uh, with this one, it's the other cool part about it is how it has nine parts. It basically, I believe, is going to end on the uh, eighth part, the way the first one ended, and the way the book ends. Um, but there's also like extra on the ninth one where. Stephen King wrote a little bit extra to this one. So even though we've read the book, there's going to be more stuff for us diehard Stephen King fans out there when the ninth episode comes out. Because this stuff's not going to be the book. Oh, there you go. That's something the fucking Wolfman's looking forward to, huh? Ow! Hell yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Me, I don't fucking know because I didn't read the book. And Have you ever I don't really the remember too much of I was just going to say, I don't really remember too much of that so you know what's uh, i know i did see it but yeah you know what's different too i mean there's there's of course differences in this but um i i like uh whoopi goldsberg's uh portrayal of uh of uh the character that she's playing right there um mother abigail but um it's kind of crazy because like with the original one uh it uh 
I have to kind of remember the names right now. Um, who I can't think of the guy's name right now, and I don't have my phone. It's in my pocket. Who was the guy that played Lieutenant? Oh, uh, Gary Sinise. Yeah, Gary Sinise. All right, yeah. So uh, on the differences too is is uh, like with uh, on the original series so far, like uh, with Stu Redman's character, he was he was a really good uh, character in the book. And as far as on the original series, uh, they did make uh, it kind of made Gary Sinise's uh, career with that one. It gave it when people saw that it kind of opened the doors for him to uh, get that Lieutenant Dan character in Forrest Gump. So I would agree with you on that, but I think the Lieutenant Dan is what made his career. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, without uh, the stand, I don't think people would have known him as well. And I don't think he would maybe maybe he wouldn't have gotten that part. Um, That might be true, but I still I still stand by what I yeah, said. But Lieutenant Dan was. <laughs> yeah. You, Lieutenant Dan was the, the great, great, better character. I was like, I'm just wondering what would have happened to uh, Forrest Gump if it would have still been as good or not. But uh, I doubt it without uh, him being in there. I don't know. As good as he was, I think they could have got anybody to play Lieutenant Dan, honestly. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, so far with uh, this this one with this Stu Redman, it's the guy that was uh, Cyclops on uh, on X-Men. So he's a, Oh, James Marsden. Yeah, so, I mean, he's all right, but... It's, it's so far. He's awesome, dude. I, I like him and everything I see him in, dude. He's great. Uh, but so far, like his character, it hasn't really popped the way, uh, you know, the on the on the original. It seemed like there was more focus on that character. So we'll see what happens. There's still more to go. So uh, yeah. I'm sure he's still gonna play more of an important part later on, and we'll see uh, what happens with that. So. I mean, there's other characters that are that are good. I mean, so far, I got to say, with the guy that plays uh, Randall Flagg on this uh, new one, I'm digging the way he's playing it. He's he's doing it good, and he has a good look to him. It looks like the way I uh, most people, I believe, I mean, that's kind of like how I imagine him. It kind of pops off the way uh, you would think of it, of a Randall Flagg character reading the book. So, so far, I got to applaud uh the performance right there i'm picturing fucking uh uh what's his name from jurassic park the owner of the park in the white suit and the hat like that's what i'm picturing as randall flag <laughs> i haven't seen any of this shit dude like i don't know anything about it <laughs> i'm like uh all right Paul. like i said i i i think i seen the original miniseries but i don't remember anything <laughs> i'm just picturing him huh you know, just so I have a, a visual reference for myself. Well, He's like, we spared no expense. Uh, but I mean, I, I'm digging the performances on there. So, uh, so far, good job by everyone on it. Um, so, moving on down, moving on down the list. <laughs> um, all right. So, let's talk about a few more. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you watch this, Paul, but I mentioned this to you. It's not horror based, but I am. Uh, a wrestling fan that sometimes I kind of fell off for a little bit, but uh, I I told you about this uh, documentary that was uh, I watched and it ended up being really good. Uh, the one called "You Cannot Kill David Arquette." Did you ever catch that one? Or oh, okay, yeah. Did no, you... I didn't watch it. Yeah. Uh, so Paul uh, and Cripsters, even if you aren't big wrestling fans, you guys got to catch this documentary because this uh, it's awesome. 
you watch it and uh it basically tells us you know that story of like uh what happened back in the uh late 90s where david arquette actor became a uh world champion in the world of professional wrestling uh and it really did happen and there's wrestlers that like you know that had to bust their asses and this actor comes in and and wins and he's just like a regular sized guy so yeah it's kind of crazy because you know he had a big black mark in the business as people you know as far as fans too when you see that it was kind of like a joke to everybody um and then afterwards you see like what he's gone through like he's even had like heart problems and you know all a bunch of kind of stuff happened to him so like you see him he's older now and he wants to like get back into it and uh really like have respect you know show respect to the business and uh show kind of what he can do and it's kind of awesome uh the the progression that happens and you're going to be rooting for him at the end so that's all i got to say about that one it's it's really good all right gonna have to check that one out too then you need to just like fucking make a list of all this shit that you need me to check out and I'll get around to it. <laughs> and then one of these days, Paul, I guess we, we you know, we're going to be doing our, uh, another, you know, that other podcast at one point when we can. Uh, yeah. It'll probably be shorter than this one, of course. Uh, but we'll, I don't know, man, because <laughs> no, we're but, opening up the world. The, we're opening up to a whole nother world of fucking movies and shit. Yeah, but I mean. And I, not just, not just one theme. I know, but I think it'll just be like, uh, like our little rants on it and then, uh, you know, do a little review. But, uh, all right, but uh, I think, oh, yeah, I got a couple more that I want to say. Uh, oh, yeah, Paul did, uh, we did uh, catch Hacksaw way back in the day. And it, like we uh, mentioned before on our last special episode, it did come out towards the beginning of the year. And uh, that sucker has been pretty much sold out in different platforms. Yeah, it has. So, I, I wasn't able to fucking order my DVD, dude, because I was waiting to get paid, and the fucker, got, fucker was sold out by then, so... Yeah. Uh, me, me and Wolfman went halvesies on the digital. Yep, so uh, we got he got that. his DVD. <laughs> yeah, I did. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that one, like, uh, that has a special place in our hearts, and uh, we love it. We, 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 uh, we think it's awesome, and uh, it, like we said, it's uh, independent first film of anthony leone and uh i mean i still dig it i love it i love the uh the gore in it uh i love the effort that was put into it uh the vision and like i said first film by anthony leone and you know you can only improve from doing your best uh from the first film and and he's got more ideas coming so uh i'm uh like i said waiting to see what happens in the future and i think it'll be awesome Yes, definitely looking forward to that. And uh, speaking of Hacksaw and uh, Anthony Leone, if you guys didn't check out our bonus episode, Wolfman here interviewed Anthony and the star of the film, Amy Kay. And fucker, dude, you did a great job with that fucking interview. I so wanted to be there for it, but I, I just couldn't. And you did the show justice for sure. Well, I got to thank Paul, too, for uh, that editing. And uh, he came in at the beginning of it uh, and I think the end. Uh, yeah. I mean, if we could have, I you know, I should have came in and 
a little bit. We could have both came in in the beginning and end. Well, um, shit, man, we've we've never done an interview before, like so. <laughs> but I mean, uh, you know what I mean. We we live and we learn, I guess. Yeah. Plus, uh, like, uh, you know, like life was kind of crazy with like uh, life and work going on about that. Yeah. That's kind of. I got lucky that we uh, got the interview and I had to like reschedule at work and I had to reschedule with Anthony and Amy. And uh, they were nice enough and gracious enough uh, to reschedule in order to accommodate the show. So uh, I thank them very much on that. Yeah, that's that's awesome of them, too. But, yeah, it came out really well, man. Um, it was a little weird to edit an episode that I wasn't a part of. Yeah, and it, <laughs> yeah, the, the thing that, like you told me afterwards, too, is like, it took you a very long time. And I'm like, you know what, Paul? I think it took a long time because you weren't there so you could hear what you wanted to cut out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how I do it while while we're recording. I already, like, have these mental notes of, okay, we don't need that. It, like, shit that we're saying, like, okay, like, yeah, I don't need that. Or I'm going to fix that or blah, 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 blah. I already kind of know where I'm going when I do get into the editing process. So, like, this, I, I that was the first time I even heard it, so... It was a it was it wasn't difficult, but it was just different. Yeah, but I got I got to think it'd be tougher. That's uh, you know, it's like it's like it's kind of like if we mailed it to you and said, "Hey, listen to this uh, a couple times and figure out what you want to chop out." Uh, I would think it's yeah. more difficult uh, with y'all you not being there, able to listen to it the first time. But yeah, it was it was cool, man. Like, I, I'm really proud of you, Wolfman. You fucking pulled through. Well, the interview came out great. Like it was very fucking interesting. I, 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 I had to listen to the whole thing while I edited, it, obviously, but I've actually listened to it a few times since then. Uh, well, I mean, I gotta say, I gotta really thank them because uh, I, I, you know, it was awesome for them to to send that movie from the first place, and then afterwards to uh, offer us to uh, you know give us that interview afterwards too. So uh i love that and uh i'm uh like i said we're looking forward to more stuff and speaking of more stuff by them they like to collaborate a lot uh they were mentioning baby and that is a yes. you can watch that on uh youtube on anthony leone's uh youtube so look for anthony leone look for baby on there and uh baby is there and uh paul i know you watched it I know I watched yep. it. <laughs> so we both watched it, and I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It's a short. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah, it's a short, and uh, it's 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 cool. It it kind of reminds you of like that creepy, uh, those creepy stories that you hear when you were a kid, uh, or it kind of reminds me too, like of uh, back in the days when you would like see like uh, like Freddy Krueger or the Candyman and and uh, it and all those kind of things and. And that imagination kind of going with you. And uh, I was just like, when I first heard about it, I was just wondering, like, what's this going to be about? And then I watched it, and it did have that creepy feel to it, especially when uh, Amy starts uh, singing during a certain part of the film. And then I like yeah. I like where there's, like, a little surprising where, like, there's a, you know, I, well, I'm not going to kind of give that up. I guess I'm going to, like, leave it for you Cripsters to check out. But uh, yeah, it don't has... spoil shit. I know it's only eight minutes long, Memo. <laughs> I know that's <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say is uh, Wolfman enjoyed it. How about you, Chainsaw? I liked it a lot. Uh, you know, like it, yeah, it was only eight minutes, but it was fucking cool. Um, definitely want to see more. Like I hope they can like expand it into 
either a, a series of shorts or a full length. Like, I think a series of shorts would be actually fucking cool for this one. You know what I mean? Like, just keep them at that around that eight minute, ten minute mark. Yeah. And kind of pump them out like a few a year or something. That'd be pretty dope. Yep. So, uh, Cripsters, check that out on Anthony's YouTube channel. Tell us if yes, you... and if you can't find it, then go to his uh, Instagram. He's got links and shit all over. Yeah, and uh, I hope you guys uh, enjoy it because uh, we did. <laughs> so yeah, definitely check that shit out. I liked it a lot. And uh, on with the rest of the fucking episode. Let's actually get this shit started, dude. Like we've been bullshitting for almost an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happens when we don't we don't get together for like three weeks or whatever. I know we have like <laughs> a eight hour episode going on. Yes. <laughs> All right, Cripster. So for tonight's review, we're doing the Midnight Me Train 2008. And that one is directed by Ryuhi Kitamura. I probably butchered that, but uh, that's the best the Wolfman can do. There you go. And of course, it was written by none other than horror legend Clive Barker. Yep. Based on a short story by him. So and you can you can kind of tell too, man. Even though he didn't direct it, you can kind of see his influence in it, for sure. Especially yeah. towards the end. Stick around for the later on in the episode where we talk about the Midnight Meat Train. I know you dirty cripsters out there. You guys were thinking it was a different type of movie. It's not it's, that kind of movie. It's actually a horror movie. It's not those uh, triple X <laughs> movies. You dirty dogs. Well, the uh, the witch doctor on uh, the last episode we were we were together, he uh, he promised the Cripsters were going to be pulling a midnight meat train. <laughs> 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 but I mean, you know, the pandemic's still going on, so we can't get together. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now let's move on to the horror news with fucking Wolfman Memo. All right, the horror news. And uh, just like last year, we're starting off the same way. We're trying to uh, say what movies are going to be coming out and uh, stuff that we might be looking forward to. And we'll see what happens because uh, yeah. last time we uh, mentioned a lot, some of these are, are uh, were part of them. So uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, things aren't back to normal yet. Uh but hopefully a majority of these do come out because uh, there's a lot of good ones that, or at least a lot that look that they're going to be pretty good and interesting and uh, that uh, we at the Crypt are looking forward to. Yeah, um, dude. Like if all these movies actually do come out, this is going to be a huge year for horror. That's for goddamn sure. And that's what we were saying last year, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, uh, But, we'll but you know happens. what? This that was fucking pre-pandemic. We had no idea the shit show we were looking forward to. I know. So uh, <laughs> hopefully these come out. Yeah. So uh, scheduled to be coming out on uh, January twenty-sixth. The Wrong Turn reboot. What do you think about that, Paul? Because uh, the Wolfman, I didn't. I enjoyed the uh, original series. Uh, I haven't seen them all as far as like uh, to a certain one. I don't know if they had like maybe like uh, you know like twenty sequels or something. I'm kidding. <laughs> But it probably did have quite like, a few. I think there's like six. Probably I don't six, know. I huh? I've only seen the first one. I've only I've I, seen probably like two or three. I like the first one a lot. 
had fucking uh, Eliza Dushku in it. Everybody fucking loved her back in those days. Uh, I just remember it was pretty gory, and uh, I I remember they were like uh, chasing them through the trees as well. That's what I remember. Yeah, how they would climb up like real, like way up high in the fucking trees and shit. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, and they had a gory scene right there, up in the tree as well. As well. So uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. So uh, what do you think about this reboot? Do you think it's got a shot? Paul, I think it it'll, it should be all right. Uh, I haven't really looked too much into it. Like, there's not much out on it. They do have yeah. the poster that looks interesting. Yeah, I think I think from what it looked like, I saw little like pieces of of it, like little parts, and it kind of looked like it's gonna have some pretty good kills in it. Uh, I'm just wondering how the story's gonna be. They said they kind of changed some stuff up where they don't have those uh those backwards like mutant looking people, uh, chasing them. It's gonna be like uh. Regular like uh, mountain people, but kind of dressed like uh, in uh, some kind of type of costume where it's kind of like they're wearing some uh, like uh, deer horns or something. Yeah, it almost looks kind of tribal or something like ancient yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm OK with that because, you know, like I know the franchise does have its fans and I'm sure that it has its hardcore fans. You know, every fucking franchise does. But it's really not like that iconic franchise that people think of when they think of horror. So it's not going to piss me off if they start changing shit around, like to make something even completely different. Honestly, it's not going to bother me too much. As long as it's good, it's interesting, it's fun, and uh, it has some good scares in it, then I'm good with it. Yep. And uh, coming up later on in the year, in uh, on April twenty third, scheduled to be coming out is uh, a quiet place too. There you go. Now I remember us mentioning that for sure in the beginning <laughs> of last year, because <laughs> we're like yep. we're gonna go see that shit. <laughs> I was like, I got I got to rewatch the first one because I don't remember yes. a lot of it. <laughs> You're like, I'm not gonna have enough time to watch the first one before this one comes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little did I know. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, I, I'm looking forward to it. it, it I'm sure it's going to be good. The first one was awesome. Yeah, I think it's going to be good, too. All right, yeah, so uh, Killian Murphy's supposed to be in it. So, I mean, he's a good actor, so. Yeah, dude, he's uh, great. Yeah, so we'll see how it comes out, but uh, I think it'll be good. You know, as long as they don't fucking rehash too much of, like, stuff that happened in the first one. Then uh, like, a, like you know I'm, like the scary the scary situations, I don't want to see gonna, them do those over again. You know. Oh yeah, not the same kind of thing. But I'm I'm gonna need yeah. a little rehash because uh, Wolfman doesn't remember everything about that movie anymore. No, I'm talking about <laughs> like like I know the, Paul. The, I'm the, kidding. The, you know the <laughs> the scenes that everybody liked in the first one, like the the popular scenes, like them just kind of do those over again. You see that all the time <laughs> in fucking sequels. Let's regurgitate that It's like come on, one. like. I get it. Like, we saw that shit in the first one. <laughs> so, as long as there's not a whole lot of that. Um, no, flashbacks, that's that's a whole other story. Like, I don't mind when, when they do flashbacks here and there to progress the story or something, you know? Yeah. And then uh, coming up, uh, supposedly on the same day, but I think it's probably going to be at a different release date. But from what we see is uh, April 23rd again is uh, Last Night in Soho. Uh, with uh, directed by Edgar Wright. Yep. And he's done a lot of good stuff, so that might be a good one to watch as well. 
He's done uh, Shaun of the Dead, fucking Hot Fuzz, World's yep. In, Scott That's Pilgrim right. versus the World, fucking all kinds of great movies. And what's interesting about this one is he's going back to horror, but this one's not a comedy as as uh, Shaun of the Dead was. This yeah. one is more of a serious tone. So I'm anxious to see what he could do there because I don't know if I've seen him do anything like serious, you know? I'm sure he may have. I just haven't seen it myself. Yeah, I don't know either because, uh, like, the, that not you mentioned the stuff that he's done. I even know, like, remember his short that he had on the Grindhouse films, the the Don't uh, short that they, that he had on there for that trailer. Oh, uh, I don't remember that. Trailer. Yeah, with that one, it, it was just funny. Just You just kept watching it and then and then don't kept popping up every so every uh so often and and more towards the end it kept just going don't 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 <laughs> so uh, it was just yeah it was i was just laughing at the end at that one so uh even that trailer was a little bit funny you know with some uh humor in that uh so yeah that one might be a good one to catch hopefully uh and after that uh yeah, May nineteenth, Spiral supposed to be coming out. We mentioned that one as well last year too. Yeah, I think we talked about that a couple of times until it finally was was fucking uh, postponed. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to that one. Yep, and uh, that wouldn't have happened uh, without Chris Rock. Uh, you know, having some idea about it, and it's kind of like a uh, what, like a spinoff of saw and it's gonna have a a different puppet on there i'm okay with that too you know like they have a lot of the fucking saw movies in that franchise so you know and then like you know jigsaw's been dead for a while somehow they keep bringing him back into every movie huh and and that puppet billy he's cool but you know he's just a fucking puppet so whatever bring on a different one i don't give a shit you know, Paul uh, has a Billy at his home. Dude, I wish, man. Those things, to get a good one, they're expensive. Just like <laughs> the Annabelle dolls. If you want one that, like, looks like the real the real deal, they're expensive. Come on, Paul. Aren't, aren't you, like, part Geppetto? And you can, uh, <laughs> you know, get a little knife and start whittling yes. away. and make Yes, I'll just a get out billy. there and whittle on the fucking porch <laughs> with my fucking overalls and shit. You're going to, or, or you're going to have your son, you're going to have your son, Go to the uh, Cub Scouts and learn to whittle. You're like, I'm just sending you there just to learn that, just so you can make myself a Billy. <laughs> You're like, come on, you know, Aiden, get to work. I probably could make one right now, but I don't know how good it's going to look, so I'm not going <laughs> to bother. But no, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And and what's crazy is, like it, like you said, it, it came from Chris Rock. Chris Rock's the one that's making this thing all possible. Like, I, I don't even know if anybody else was thinking of doing another Saw movie. And he came around and was like, no, I got this big-ass idea. And it's like, that's one of the last people I would ever have thought to come up and bring bring a, up another fucking movie in the Saw franchise, let alone a horror movie at all. Yeah, I was like, I didn't even know he was a horror fan like that. And yeah, I mean, exactly. To make, to make a movie like that, you have to be a, a horror fan in order to, uh, you know, come up with some new stuff. And especially for a, a uh, uh, what would be, what was it, the uh, a studio to get behind that idea. Yeah. Well, you know, he's he's got some pull with his name name alone. So, 
you know, his ideas didn't necessarily have to fucking be the most awesome thing they've ever heard. But I'm sure they were like, hey, these are some great ideas, but you're also Chris Rock, so we're going to say yes. <laughs> uh, they're like, Chris Rock, this got to be a funny movie. <laughs> so they watch it like, holy crap. Holy shit. There's not uh, one joke cracked. Not uh, one joke cracked. You're like, not not even uh, Samuel L. Jackson playing his dad. He's yes. not going to come out and go, there's some snakes on a motherfucking plane. Yes. yes. He's off getting tired of these motherfucking traps and this motherfucking building. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. What, why, hey, watch him say that during the yes. movie. Oh, yes, that'd fucking be Paul. fucking great. You know what? I, I wouldn't mind that at all. I'd fucking <laughs> chuckle. Uh, June 2nd, The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. Basically, The Conjuring 3. That's coming out. I cannot wait for that one, dude. Yeah, the all the other ones have been good. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, this one should be good, too. Yeah, the only thing is it's it's not being directed by... James Wan, which he did the the first two. It's gonna be directed by the uh, guy that did La Llorona. Uh, yeah. So and that and I heard that one wasn't the greatest. I, I, I I would say I did watch it, but it didn't catch me right at the beginning. So I ended up doing like a lot of other stuff, like chores and shit. So I <laughs> didn't really pay attention to it. You're you're like but you're I like hear this. that you're it like, isn't dude, it isn't great. You're like, you're like hmm. Keep watching this movie. Or wash some dishes. Yes. What sounds more I'm fun? Like, I'm going to go I'm wash like, some dishes. Yes. I'm all, well, this movie seems kind of boring, and the dishes are piled up. And then the next scene, I'm in the kitchen washing dishes. <laughs> yeah. You're all, like, all happy, like, whistling whistling away as you wash them. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking You're scrubbing like, it with my elbow. Isn't You're that like, what that means? It got to give us some elbow grease. I'm all scrubbing the pot with my elbow. Yes. You're like, thank <laughs> God they got these dishes here to get me away from that movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I lost the all remote, right. so I couldn't fucking. <laughs> all right. And then uh, after that, uh, August 13th, uh, Don't Breathe 2 is going to be coming out. Did you watch the first one? I kind of watched it but i don't remember a lot of parts but you were doing some dishes (laughs) (laughs) how about you paul i didn't watch it at all oh i heard it was good yeah uh so i guess we got to give that one a rewatch and uh i gotta give it a first watch (laughs) and uh (laughs) this one's coming out august 13th so we got plenty of time to uh watch that first one before this one comes out you know and then uh get that anticipation going all right, so after that one, uh, well, I guess to go back to before we move on, uh, what we heard on this Don't Breathe 2 one is that on the first one, it's got that blind guy where, like, he's basically the uh, the antagonist in this on the, in the first one. And then uh, it seems like on the second one, he becomes uh, kind of like the, uh, the hero of the movie, which is kind of weird that uh, you have, like, the villain becoming the hero. Yeah, the, uh, I read about that too, but I couldn't really form an opinion on it because I hadn't seen the first one. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. it. I get why people are like, this is weird. You know, he was supposed to be the bad guy in the first one. But, uh, you know, after I watch that first one, I, then I'll probably, I'll probably agree. 
we'll see what happens and watch it be some misinformation. It's totally different. Yeah, <laughs> what we you never fucking know. All right, so uh, moving on down, uh, the next one is going to be August 22nd. And you know what the Wolfman's going to say now, since he's getting excited. The 22nd, August, that's the time for the Candyman. 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 <laughs> Don't do oh, it! Oh, shit! That's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What is it, like six times, Paul, that I got saved or I five times? Like, I don't like remember. Five. Like five. I don't know. <laughs> Just say know it 15 more... times to be safe. <laughs> See if I'm still around 15 times after saying it. Yes. Yeah, so uh, we've already mentioned it last year, and uh, I'm so excited to uh, catch the Candyman and uh, see what happens. Uh Cool to see uh, the old Candyman coming back and there being a new Candyman. I don't got a problem with that. And it's basically kind of a sequel to the original. So uh, I'm, I've been looking forward to this one for a long time. And let's see how it goes, Cryptors, when it does come out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Keep your fingers crossed that it, that it does come out. Yeah, and since we are doing uh, our review tonight of a Clive Barker movie... This one also is based on Clive Barker's story as well. So there we go. Next one on the list. October 1st, there is The Escape Room 2. That's another one that I hadn't seen the first one. Well, neither has The Wolfman. So uh, we're going to have to give that one a watch beforehand before we can... I think uh, our problem, Wolfman, is we watch too many old fucking movies that we've already seen like a thousand times. I know, we're like, either watch this new one or watch this old one that we know yeah. is gold. I'm watching the gold. It's like, you know, I don't I don't really sit around and watch TV that often, so it's like, when I do sit down and watch a movie, I want to know that I'm going to like it. So I've, I put on, you know, like, Night of the Creeps or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and uh, this one is next, and... And Paul's been looking forward to this one. And all you Cripsers have been looking forward Everybody. to this one. Everybody. October 15th. You know what that means. It's time for Halloween Kills. Yes. And everybody and their mama has been waiting for that one. I know. My mama's been waiting for that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll re-say that. Everyone and Paul's mama has been waiting for that one. <laughs> yes. No, they like this is probably the most anticipated movie of the year and last year at that. <laughs> yes. But uh no, this time around <laughs> David Gordon Greed says it is coming out no matter what this year whether it be in the theaters or VOD we will get it this year. Whether the world is ended before then it is still coming out on that it, date. It's still coming out. It will be playing in a pile of rubble somewhere. Yes, even if the cockroaches have to uh, set it up in a uh, theater and put it up there, and it'll be like Joe's apartment, and those cockroaches yes. are going to be the ones playing it. It'll be yes. good old Rodney Roach uh, being the projectionist right there. Yeah, it'll just be the roaches and Jerry O'Connell. That's it. Watching <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> oh my God! And that's gonna be that's gonna be the end of the world right there. Jerry O'Connell's gonna live, and so are his roaches. Yes. I'm okay with that, though. I love Jerry O'Connell. Come on now. Yeah, me too. So, uh, Jerry, if you're listening and we know you're a fan of ours, we know you're going to survive every plague that ever happens with your good old trusty roaches. Uh, Definitely looking forward to Halloween Kills, man. 
I'm hoping that it it it, it comes out in the theater, dude, because I'm gonna just have to go, just make sure that I'm away from everybody. <laughs> you're gonna have uh, some mace. You're gonna mace people that like try to sit next to you. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, it's uh, we saw we let's see. I saw uh, Halloween 2018 in the theater, and it was fucking amazing. And I, you know, I kind of want to make it a tradition with these, these, this trilogy, you know, because I was too yeah. young and I wasn't even born when the first one came out, but I was too young for yep. all the other ones to actually go see them in the theater. Uh, you know, the, the, the original ones. I did see uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween movies in the theaters. I saw both of those. So yeah. it's like, if it comes out in the theater, dude, and, and I'm able to go there because, like, it's not one of those where it's only playing in certain theaters. If it's in it, here local by my by my house, I'm gonna go. I'll mask up. I'll glove up. I'll fucking hand sanitizers and a gun belt. Whatever, I'll be there. Either that, or you're just gonna have to get it from that uh, HBO thing or whatever it's gonna be on, and then uh, just play it on your uh, trusty projector. I I mean I'm probably gonna do that anyway, but no, like it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, we got to watch Jaws that way, so that was cool. That was pretty fun. But I also seen Jaws in the drive-in, too, like the year before we did that. So, Yeah, I think we watched Jaws and we saw the car that same way, didn't we? Yeah, we did watch the car like that. Yep. See, I still remember stuff, Paul, even though I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The the good old days before the pandemic, right? Yep, that's right. All right, so I'm going to re- mention these next few ones, uh, but they don't have release dates. Uh, but we'll see how many of them do actually come out during this coming year. Uh, there's supposed to be the Collector 3 that's supposed to be coming out. Some of you Cripsters might not have watched any of that stuff. Uh, the Wolfman has, and he. En- I don't remember everything about them, but I do remember that I liked uh, both parts. So I'm uh, looking forward to the uh, Collector 3. How about yourself, Paul? What's your opinion, or have you even watched any of those? Yeah, um, I own the first one, and I watched most of the second one. It didn't catch me as much as, or it didn't catch me as well as the first one did, but it was good. I, I will finish watching it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'll check it out. All I'm going to tell you, Paul, since you didn't finish watching that second one, from what I can remember, because I watched it uh, years ago, uh, he kind of gets the uh, the tables turned on him. Is, oh, okay. Uh, the collector. So that was pretty cool on that second one. Makes you wonder what's going to happen for this third one. So kind of makes me want to rewatch these ones and see, you know, I remember I enjoyed them. I just don't remember the full plot. So it'll be fun to catch up on that. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, next on the list, Terrifier 2. Uh, both, I believe it's going to be unanimous that both of us want to catch that one when that one comes out as well. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I'm definitely looking forward to that one. Does that one have a release date? No, no release date, so we're not sure yet. And I think I was telling you last time, Paul, like maybe a day or two ago, where I looked and it supposedly said on IMDb that it's still like being um, filmed. So I don't know if that's still, if that's current as far as the information that's there or if it's just like maybe just in the editing process. I don't know. Uh, it might not have been updated, or maybe they're doing uh, reshoots or, you know, stuff that they're waiting for 
the fucking pandemic to let up because they were filming this like right around the peak of everybody's fucking mass hysteria and shit. Huh. So they they may have stopped and did and wait to wait for certain scenes that maybe involved like a group groups of people or whatever. Yeah. All right. So uh, next one down the list is the Forever Purge. And uh, that one I'm looking forward to as well. The, I mean, I with the uh, the whole series, uh, I've enjoyed it so far. Yeah. So I like all uh, of them, dude. They're all good. Yeah, yeah. And then with this one, it's supposedly gonna be like, uh, kind of like the purge going on twenty four seven, where it never ends. Uh, so that seems like it's gonna be some crazy times in uh, in this one, because usually it's just during uh, one night of purging, and this one is just gonna be like. You you can't escape it, so I'm just wondering where it's gonna lead on this one. So we'll see when it comes out. Yeah, I mean that's an interesting idea, you know, like twenty, like fucking twenty four seven chaos. But but they at the like same now, time, right? yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like then that's what the movie is. It's just twenty four seven chaos. And what I liked about the Purge movies is that it was just this one night, like this twelve hour fucking segment that these people are allowed to do this shit and then and then the thoughts of like how does society go back to normal the morning after after like you know people are killing their fucking family members and bosses and shit and that's the the big aspect i liked about the movies so that kind of takes away that whole thing in this one because it's just always like that so and it's almost like it's a different kind of a film in the franchise. Yep. So uh, we'll see what happens to that one when it does come out. Uh, the other one I want to mention is there, there's supposed to be another Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, kind of like a reboot. Uh, kind of a part two to the original coming out. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that one. I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be a good one. I mean, I've I've enjoyed them. Even the, the ones that aren't so good. Um, so... We'll see what comes up on that. What about you, Paul? What do you think on that? Yeah, that's another one of those those franchises. It's it's iconic. Everybody knows fucking Texas Chainsaw, knows Leatherface. Um, every I think all the movies in the franchise, even like the remake, the 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 prequels, all of that shit. Like I think they're all good in their own right. You know, you could especially the earlier ones. You could take away like certain things from them that you do like. You know, because the first three are kind of like all different in tone and shit, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, then, then, then came the, the remake, which just blew the fucking socks off of everything. I love the remake. And we mentioned before, like the, the ones that came after that, the prequels and all that, they're like Texas Chainsaw at the beginning. That was fucking great. Um, yeah. You know, like they, there's a couple that dipped in quality towards the, like the, the most recent ones, but there's still, watchable and they're still entertaining yeah because i still haven't watched uh the the most recent one that came out uh and uh the uh the next generation one i still Mm -hmm. gotta watch those ones so no they're good dude like i didn't feel like it was a waste of time there's things about it i didn't like you know but i'm always down to see more leatherface i don't care who he huh. is, who's playing him, like what the fuck his storyline is revolving around him. I just want more Leatherface. I wonder if they're going to take it back kind of old school where it kind of looks uh, dirty and grimy. 
uh i i you know sometimes it kind of misses that sometimes on on some of these uh uh last couple remakes a bit yeah i i definitely think they should they should go to that more grittiness even with like the way they film it don't you know we don't need to do some kind of fucking ultra 4k 16k kind of shit and and all these like super clarity filters and all this yeah and uh there's supposed to be another film coming out uh malignant james wan so don't know what that's about but i'm he, he does usually good stuff right there I know Paul's a big fan of him. Yeah, dude, I like James Wan. Next one coming up, there's uh, Insidious Chapter 5 coming out. And that one's supposed to take place after Part 2. So that one's going to be pretty uh, interesting, I believe. Uh, I, I, I'm i looking forward to that. Oh, yeah, man. I love the Insidious franchise. I even liked The Last Key a lot. And a lot of people didn't like that one. I thought it was a well-done well done flick. And... Uh, uh, it it fell in line with the rest of the movies in the franchise. It felt like I was watching a insidious movie. Um, you know, Lynn Shay is fucking awesome. So with that one, it was basically all about her, and I was down for that. It had her as a young uh, woman on there, but she had an old woman's voice, didn't she? Yeah, that <laughs> was a little that was a little weird. But yeah, because they they just dubbed her voice over the the actress playing it, which I was just like, why, like. We already see that's not her. You're not convincing yeah. anybody by switching the voiceover. <laughs> it's just fucking weird. And if you want to listen to all of my my thoughts on that, way back when we first started the show, uh, me and the witch doctor, Chris McEwen, we went through the whole franchise up until that point on two episodes. So go check that out on our thoughts on Insidious. We actually did that for The Conjuring also. Yeah, so did you, uh, you you leave the, you left those episodes up there, right, Paul? Yeah, those were there. All right. So yeah, catch those cripsters. Go back way back in the time. Yes. Uh and uh check them out cuz uh there were some good episodes. That was back when uh Wolfman was just a uh a fan and a friend of Paul. Well, I was always a friend of Paul like from way back <laughs> when. Uh well, so uh, after that, when he told me he was doing the podcast and I was listening, I was enjoying the content uh, and just listening to uh, both their thoughts on it. So it's just fun stuff for me. Um, yeah, so moving on from that, the uh, last one that we're going to mention as far as movies is uh, one that I think Paul's uh, interested in and just Wolfman, like hearing what it's about. I'm getting pretty interested in it and it has uh, Nicolas Cage in it, uh, Willie's Wonderland. Uh, it's with Nicolas Cage, and he plays a janitor, uh, like an amusement park kind of deal. And there's a bunch of animatronic uh, characters uh, that come to life and wreak havoc, and they're out to, I guess, kill uh, some uh, kiddos out there. And uh, only Nicolas Cage, one man, can stop all this mayhem from occurring. <laughs> oh, I'm down to watch that, man. I love Nicolas Cage, dude. I know he's got some stinkers out there, but if you actually go back and watch him, are they really stinkers? I mean, there's some good stuff in there throughout, you know? Like, it's Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I mean, even when he's over the top, it's kind of cool, too. Like, yeah. uh, I remember, like, I, I I watched one where he was, like, the parents went insane, 
in uh, in one movie. I don't know if you watched that one, Paul. Did you catch that? Uh-uh. Or not? I know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen it. Okay, so I watched it and, and it was pretty good. I liked it. It was kind of almost like uh, the crazies, but uh, you know they kind of changed some stuff up where it was just like the parents only. Yeah. So uh, that one was pretty cool. It, it was some uh, good storyline and and uh, yeah, he went over the top on it, but it was uh, it went with uh, what the story was going and with the movie and uh, the way the, uh, his character was affected. So it made sense that he was uh, acting in that way. Yeah. And you know what? With this uh, Willy's Wonderland, like I could totally see his character being like that too. So it's gonna be cool to see him, like see him, fucking be Nicolas Cage. Like I'm always down for that. Um, two two of his more recent horror films are actually a couple of my favorite horror films of fucking all all time, dude. Uh, Mandy and Color Out of Space. Those movies are. Awesome. So you did end up watching Color Out of Space. Yeah, that movie was fucking great. It was so good, dude. So good. All right, cool. And the last couple of things I'm going to mention as far as for uh, the news uh, and stuff for you Cripsers to watch out for this coming year. Uh, there's supposed to be a couple uh, TV series coming out. Uh, we've been waiting for this one for a while, too, is the Chucky series on Sci-Fi. And they're supposed to have a pinhead series on HBO. So uh, we'll see what comes up on those. But uh, those uh, sound pretty interesting to me. Yeah, there you go. Uh, The Chucky series has always been like in production, you know, like we never really had anything saying how this is canceled. Um, It's been delayed because of the pandemic. But with the Hellraiser one, like they actually did cancel at one point. So like you telling me that it's coming is actually kind of surprising. I didn't know that. Yeah. Watch it be like uh, it's just rumor again and it doesn't show up. Just like how yeah. I mentioned uh, before where there was supposed to be that Stephen King adaption uh, to Jerusalem's lot. And it was supposed to have Ad- Adrian Brody in it. And uh, now there's like no news at all about it. So uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm looking forward to it if it does come out. You know, we talked about that. Our whole our speculations and everything about the Hellraiser ser- uh, series. A few episodes ago. So we're not going to get yep. into it right now, but yeah, I'm looking uh-huh. forward to it. And that was the news. At least the beginning news for uh, 2021. And uh, yeah, well, there's uh, one last thing I wanted to mention to you, Cripsers, and kind of like a commercial right now. But of course, we're not getting paid for this. But I saw this on Instagram and I thought it was a cool tidbit. And all you horror uh, peeps might enjoy this bit tidbit of news and something that's selling is uh, if you look uh, for Robert England's yes uh, I am talking about the man who, and the legend who has played Freddy Krueger all those uh, different times look for uh, Robert underscore B underscore England and uh, he's actually selling uh, something with his uh, mug on there and it is uh, coffee doesn't that just make sense? Freddy Krueger is selling coffee to you guys. <laughs> and, and it's, and, <laughs> that doesn't and, make sense at all. Yeah, and it has, um, I know you would think it would just like uh, make you go to sleep. <laughs> yes. But uh, maybe, yeah. maybe maybe it's actually a sedative that's disguised as coffee. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he gets that sinister you right motherfucker. Yeah, so it has like the colors kind of like his sweater on the, on the uh, packaging. 
and it has his uh, picture there kind of in cartoon form, and he's holding up a coffee mug, and it's got, like, these slash marks on the coffee mug on its side, and it says, uh, No Bad Dreams with Robert England's Stay Awake Blend, uh, roasted in Springwood, Ohio, by Dead Sled Coffee. What a rush. And the coffee is actually from uh, Newark, New Jersey, but I think all that packaging is cool because, of course, you know that... Uh, Springwood is uh, where Freddy is from. So all that stuff looks cool. So if you guys want to check that out, maybe get yourself some. Uh, check out his Instagram and uh, click on the link and tell us uh, what you think of it. Because Wolfman hasn't got it, but I just I just love the packaging on it. It's probably good, some good stuff there. Especially if you guys are coffee drinkers and are horror fans. And especially if you guys are Freddy fans. So uh, check that out. Uh, and... Uh, Mr. England, if you are listening, uh, if you can uh, send the Chainsaw, Chainsaw Paul and Wolfman, uh, you know, some of that coffee, give us a sample. Come on down. <laughs> All right, folks. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, the first time in a while that the Wolfman actually did the, actually do the news this time. I usually go, hey, Paul, I couldn't find crap. So Paul has to yes. scrounge up stuff. And I got, I was like, thankfully, I got a partner that can find things when I can't find stuff. So uh, thank you, Paul, for all those times that you've covered me. Yes, which I actually found the resource material we used and uh, sent it over to you because I was like, you're fucking doing it this time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, I'm like, no excuses, Wolfman. Yeah. Here's the goddamn news. Yeah, all I would have had was uh, the coffee news right there. <laughs> yeah, I'd have been slaying stuff for uh, for uh, good old uh, Robert England there. All right. Yeah, uh, but I mean, on the bright side, we would have been done recording this episode by now. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because it takes a while going through that. All right, so on to uh, our uh, horror birthdays. Happy fucking birthday. Birthday boys, birthday girl, birthday boys, birthday girl, birthday boys, birthday girl, can be Christ, evil, nice, birthday boys, birthday girl, birthday boys, birthday girl, happy fucking birthday boys. Alright, so I'm going to just uh, name some names, and then uh, we might talk about a couple of these right at the end. But there is a long list, because it's been a while since uh, me and Paul got together. So some of these might be from uh, late December and early January. All right. So uh, birthdays. Lloyd Kaufman from Troma. There's uh, Barbara Steele, who we know from uh, Piranha, Black Sunday. We've seen her in Piranha, and we reviewed that. Uh, there is Barbara Crampton, known from Castle Freak, Reanimator, and among other movies. There's Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland, why is he on the list? Flatliners, The Lost Boys. There's uh, Mila Jojovic. Uh, she is on Resident Evil. And uh, Vampira. And that's obvious why she's on the list. Uh, F.W. Morneau. He's uh, the, the gentleman that made Nosferatu. Sissy Spacek. She was recently on Castle Rock. And of course... The classic Stephen King movie, Carrie. Uh, there's Corey Haim, who we know from The Lost Boys and Silver Bullet. There's uh, Sarah Paulson from, of course, American Horror Story. 
Bird Box, and uh, recent is a series called Ratchet. And there's Shirley Jackson. She is the author of The Haunting of Hill House. Uh, there is uh, Sean S. Cunningham from uh, Friday the 13th, one of the creators of Friday the 13th there. And uh, there's a good of good old Marilyn Manson, David Bowie. Why is he on the list? From the movie The Hunger. Uh, Rob Zombie. There's uh, William B. Davis. You guys know him from The Dead Zone, and he was the smoking man from The X-Files. William Peter Blatty, the author of The Exorcist. Uh, horror icon right here, John Carpenter. There's uh, David Lynch. Uh, Tom Woodruff Jr., who's uh, done a lot of creature effects in uh, various films like uh, Pumpkinhead. The Terminator, Invasors from Mars, Aliens, Aliens 3, The Monster Squad, Tremors. And there's Linda Blair the uh, from The Exorcist right there. And uh, one more that I want to say, and this one I'm going to say a little bit more about, is uh, Betty White. Who was on, why is she on the list? She uh, was on Lake Placid. That's why she's on the list. And why is she on the list? She's goddamn Betty White. And happy exactly. birthday, Betty White. It's her 99th birthday, or was her 99th birthday not too long ago. So happy birthday to her. And uh, hopefully she hits that century mark coming on next year. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking birthdays, man. All right. So uh, happy birthday, fuckers. Happy birthday. It's time for the main attraction. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is the time. The time you've been waiting for. No, it's not the time that this show is over. It's time to hop aboard. Woo-hoo! Hop on board to that midnight meat train. Chugga, 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 chugga. <laughs> Wait, it's not even that kind of a train. Oh, well, fuck it. Yes. The Midnight Meat Train from Midnight 2008, starring fucking Blue Eyes himself. No, not Frank Sinatra. We're talking Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> and this was uh, this was before he hit it big, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I actually did. Like I, the first time I seen this movie was maybe last year. Oh wow, really? Yeah, and, and yeah, and it was only because of Bradley Cooper. Like I. I've heard of it before, but I didn't realize he was in it until last year. I saw it on, it was on Netflix and I'm going through the thumbnails. Wow. And it said his name. And I was like, holy fuck, Bradley Cooper's in this shit. I'm watching it. <laughs> I mean, come on. You get lost in those eyes. <laughs> well, I, I seen this like uh, years ago. I don't know if I seen it uh, when it, when it first came out, but I might have, or at least rented it. Oh, wait. You, well, you know what? Like scratch that because. I'm just realizing that it's a whole new year, so like two years ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. It's not 2012 anymore? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one ha also has uh, Vinnie Jones, and he plays Mahogany, 
who is our uh, main antagonist. And you may not recognize the name, but you recognize that mug for sure. Oh yeah, he's been when in a you lot see of him, stuff. He's like got definite like uh, villain uh, right when you see him. Yes, he's got that typical goon face. Ha, <laughs> for sure, and build. Yeah, he's a big motherfucker. Yep, he's some guy that uh, if you met in the uh, dark alley. Uh, you think that's the last uh, dark alley you're walking down? You think uh, maybe that guy knows where there's a good pizza place? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, and there's uh Leslie Bibb, and she plays uh Maya, who is uh Bradley Cooper's uh Leon's character's uh, girlfriend in the movie. Uh, Brooke Shields is in this movie, and she plays a character called Susan Hoff, and uh, she plays basically like uh an art dealer. Who has a gallery? Um, there's a uh, Roger Bart, and he plays uh, Jurgis. He's in there, and he basically is kind of like the go-between uh, that introduces uh, Bradley Cooper's character over to uh, Brooke Shields' character uh, because he's uh, he's basically a photographer trying to get into the uh, you know into the art world. And uh, there's a uh, Tony Curran who plays the driver. And with that guy, I see you know when I first when I see him in this movie and then I see him in other stuff, it's crazy because I've seen him in other stuff and he usually has a beard, and on this one he's clean shaven and he totally looks like way different without the beard, man. Uh, I've yeah, been, I've been recently watching this uh, the movie, I mean uh, a TV series with uh, Brian Cranston, Your Honor. I've been watching that, and he plays this uh, this character that he's kind of like the muscle. Uh, that's uh, muscle to one of the uh, mafia bosses uh, over in uh, in Louisiana. And when you see him, it's like, okay, you see him with the beard. So, like, that's kind of like how I'm used to seeing this guy. And then when I see him in this movie, it's like, whoa. <laughs> it looks just like, a, just like an English guy that just out of nowhere, like a young guy, probably like in his 20s. But it's crazy what a beard does to some people. Like, you, you see him without it and with it. I mean, he still looks like a, like a handsome guy but uh it's just totally like i don't know the wolfman is kind of ranting off on that <laughs> yes. uh, yes. I'm all... <laughs> so moving off to that <laughs> so there's <laughs> so uh there's also uh barbara eve harris and uh she plays detective lynn hadley and uh ted ramey is in this movie we mentioned that it was his birthday recently too uh he's in this movie he plays randall cooper and uh, if you guys don't know what part he's in, he's in uh, one of the mem- most memorable parts in this movie. And we'll get to that later on when we're talking about it. Uh, and there's also Quintum Rampage Jackson, who plays a guardian angel in this movie. And it's kind of crazy when I first watched this and then I didn't and, and I didn't know. I mean, I can't recognize uh, Quentin Rampage Jackson off, you know, the streets or nothing. But uh, rewatching this and then checking out who was in this movie, I'm like, hey. You know, especially that he's a USC fighter. Uh, I was like, that's kind of cool that he was in there. And he had a kind of funny part on there as well. Uh, and Now, uh, I'm not going to lie. Like, fucking, I don't watch UFC or any, anything like that. So, yeah, the name didn't ring a bell. Oh, um, I... Like, uh, I, not, not with this movie. This movie, I knew who he was. Yeah. But I'm talking about when he was on the A-team oh, you didn't with know who Bradley he was? Cooper. <laughs> I didn't know who he was. It didn't. No, it didn't matter to me. I'm like, obviously, I knew he was somebody because he was like, uh, 
rampage in quotation yeah. marks. Yeah. So he's somebody. But, you know, I didn't find out till after I watched the, the movie uh, A-Team, which he was fucking great in that. So I actually kind of wanted him to be more of a have more of a role in in uh, this movie. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it was an effective. I, I liked him a lot in A Team. Yeah, I mean, it was an effective role when he was in there. It was it was enough time as far as for myself and for my taste. Uh, he he did he played the role fine. No, it was it was a good part. I just I don't know. I like I liked him a lot in A Team, so I was like uh, I kind of wanted to see him <laughs> a little bit more because he was good in this one too for the little the little bit that he did. Yeah. Okay, and uh, the last one I'm going to mention is uh, Alan Maldonado, and he plays uh, the lead gangbanger in this movie. All right, so that's enough for the characters in this film. Uh, got a synopsis for us, Chainsaw? All right, so for the quick synopsis, straight off of IMDb, a photographer's obsessive pursuit of dark subject matter leads him into the path of a serial killer who stalks late-night commuters ultimately butchering them in the most gruesome ways. Uh, you know, that, that that's a pretty good synopsis to get you interested in the movie, even though, it I mean, it's pretty vague. But I guess like, for, for this, like, you didn't want them to put anything more because it, it does end up being kind of a, a twist and surprise on what's really going on towards yep. the end of the movie. Yeah. So we see in the beginning, uh, there's like this guy and he's kind of waking up from a slumber uh, in the subway, in the train, and he ends up getting up and he slips and there's just a bunch of blood. You see him like fall down backwards where he smacks down with his, you know, like with the towards with his back just going to the floor and then just blood splattering up everywhere. And he's got blood in his hand. He's just holding it up to his face, just wondering what, like, what the what the hell like what the fuck, and and he's kind of like uh, disturbed by it. And when I first watched this movie, I'm thinking like, dude, did he bash his head when he went down? And then you see the other shot where you see him uh, uh, from the top, and then you just see him like in a big pool of blood. And uh, I I gotta say that some of the shots where it's like the blood and and uh, the uh, bodies and everything that that show up on it, I thought some of that stuff was pretty cool. Um, and it looked, it looked good as, as far as like, uh, the, uh, the shots that the director, uh, went with and the way he, uh, followed certain characters and the way he showed us certain things. I thought it was done well as far as, uh, their directors. The cinematography was done very well. Like I really enjoyed it. Like you said, a lot of the shots and, and shit like that. Um, we will get into some of the scenes a little bit more, but. This 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 movie does have CGI in it to help with the gore and stuff, and I think they relied on it a little too much, and it's not the yeah. greatest CGI either. So we will yeah, hit up and we will hit up some of those scenes in particular to kind of give our rants on that. <laughs> yeah, and that that's that kind of the, the thing that kind of weakens this movie big time as yes. far as uh, what 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 our uh, eventual scores will be. I don't know what yours is. You don't know what mine is. But that's kind of what I, I took it a, a couple of notches down because of that CGI. I think if they would have used just all practical effects, even though it might not have been as easy to do with the uh, CGI, I thought it would have helped out. I mean, as far as like the, some of the shots that they did with like the train and then the way they, they did certain shots where they use CGI, I thought that's fine. Go ahead, do that because it's going to be too, you're not going to be able to get those shots uh, being practical. But as far as for like the blood and, and, uh, 
and some of the uh the gore effects when like uh uh you know people get smashed up and cut up uh i th uh it 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 didn't have to all rely on that so that that takes it a couple notches down i'm sure you probably feel the same way on that paul yeah so like i mentioned he's on the 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 uh the floor and then the guy uh kind of slipping around in in that pool of blood and he gets up and he's kind of stumbling over towards the next cart in the train and then you see him looking through and then there's a bunch of just like bodies hanging there and then you see a guy there with a hammer like smashing down and i guess i'll save this towards the end i'm not going to kill it for you cripsters just yet uh but it's kind of cool and then i had to kind of rewatch this to see if i thought uh what i saw was correct so we'll finish uh i will get to that ending later on and i won't totally spoil it for you right here because i could but i won't all right so uh yeah well, that's the opening scene right there and i thought it was a cool strong opening scene to begin with and then the next thing we do we meet our uh, main character out there uh and he's taking pictures because he's uh like i said a photographer um taking different different uh pictures out in the streets out in the world trying to get what the what the city of uh new york is all about uh and his main goal is to try to get uh like i said into uh an art gallery and uh you know not have to struggle so much as he does uh he's got this girlfriend uh that he loves and she's a waitress uh we find out that our main character is a vegan he's eating uh tofu uh, upsetting the guy that's working at the grill not wanting to cook his tofu yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> so that was kind of funny he's like too. no i'm not gonna fucking do it it's like just do it just cook it <laughs> yeah so th that was a little bit of a com uh i mean it wasn't like big comedy where you're gonna like laugh out loud big time but no it wasn't a fucking it, knee you know, slapper or anything <laughs> yeah but just but just the way that you see it and the, the way direction that character is afterwards you kind of get to enjoy it and you know it's a little bit of kind of comic relief right there to uh kind of have you breathe a little bit as far as characters that are there and a little bit of uh actual like what someone would actually kind of say when they're kind of buddy buddy with someone and actually working at a place like that so i thought that was a cool dynamic on there i thought yeah. the characters were done well on this um yeah they're believable um like you said they had that back and forth communication like normal people would so like his uh bradley cooper's character his his girlfriend works at that diner and and so like he knows the cook very well i take it he's probably the owner of the the diner as well so you know he yeah. he comes in like every other day with the thing of tofu to have him cook up <laughs> So that's why he's like, no, I'm not doing this shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also just he's set up, set up something that happens later on in the movie too, and make it make that a little more profound. Yep. Uh, so yeah, like I said, uh, uh, Bradley Cooper's character Leon, he's a struggling guy, uh, but at some point, uh, he gets to a part where uh, there there's a a certain friend of theirs, and. Uh, he wants to try to get introduced uh to uh you know one of the, the art friends that that guy knows um and that friend of theirs is uh jurgis and his girlfriend actually uh meets up with jurgis or says that she met up with him talked to him about it and uh they're like oh, yeah all this time that you want to uh have jurgis introduce you to someone all you had to do was ask 
So she's like, oh, I already asked for you. So, you know, that, that helps him out. So he does get introduced. The uh, art gallery uh, person that uh, he meets up with is played by uh, Brooke Shields. And uh, her character is uh, Susan Hoff. She sees his stuff and uh, gives him a few minutes and uh, ends up telling him that he's uh, failing at what he's trying to show. And he wants to show what the city is all about. All right, so uh, Bradley Cooper's character, Leon, feels ejected after that. Uh, he wants to find some uh, more stuff. And one uh, one bit of advice that uh, Brooke Shields' character uh, gave him was that, uh, like, you see a picture that he had. And uh, the one that he had was, like, there was uh, a homeless guy that's in the uh, the train and he's over next to a business guy that's sitting close to him. And you see kind of like almost disgust showing on the business guy uh, as the uh, the homeless guy is getting closer to him, but uh, not quite uh, touching him yet. And what Brooke Shield, Shield's uh, character wants is, uh, I want to see the filth touching that business guy and his reaction from that. So he didn't have that. And it's not so it's not strong enough. Uh, for her as far as uh, the image that she wants to get and and the feel from that image so she goes yeah next time that you see stuff happening you stay on it and you don't leave you just keep going until you get what you need so that kind of plays up to what happens later on in the film is he goes out to try to get some of that stuff that she's looking for uh, looking for that dirtiness he finds some thugs uh, walking down the street so he uh, follows them around seeing if something's gonna happen and he does find out find stuff going on like he follows them down to the uh, subway area and they end up attacking uh, this uh, young girl who ends up being a model uh, but they're they were uh, uh, you know grabbing her up and and uh, threatening her and then uh, basically gonna ha uh, gonna rape her and then Cooper's there taking pictures and uh, before they can actually do anything, he's like, hey. And then uh, they turn around and look at him. And then they're like, what you going to do, motherfucker? Or some kind of shit like that. Yeah. And then uh, he's like, why don't you come up here and find out? So the guy's like, what the fuck? So <laughs> he starts, yeah, he starts walking I was up like, to him all like, no, pissed off. Bradley Cooper's going <laughs> to die. I'm like, damn, dude, that was <laughs> a like, short fucking it. movie. <laughs> the end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, he's, uh, the guy starts coming up. Cooper's taking pictures of him as he's coming up, like if he's a model or something. And he's like, yeah, that's good. Come on. Yeah, great. And he comes up to a certain point. He's like, hold it right there. And then the guy stops. And then uh, he points over at a video camera that uh, that's over at the subway station. And he's like, hey, have you ever been in a movie? And uh, that basically stops the guy from actually doing stuff. Uh, so they end up heading out and then they're all pissed off and he's like, you're dead motherfucker. When he passes the guy, passes, uh, Leon's character. And, uh, he ends up, uh, you know, talking to the, the girl and he tells her, Hey, you okay? And she's all uh, grateful for him. She ends up kissing him and, uh, she takes off over to the, uh, the train and, uh, she gets to the door, the door is closing and then it, you see a hand come out and it stops the door. And uh, she goes in, and then she's, like, grateful to Leon. And then she goes in, and then she says thank you to the person holding the door. And she goes inside, and uh, who's holding the door? It's Mahogany. We don't know that's his name until later, but that's played by Vinnie Jones. 
and uh, she goes in there. And it's kind of, I, I thought the scene was done well too, as mm-hmm. far as the way they uh, planned it out, because she goes in there, and it's kind of like after like uh, she almost got raped. She goes in. I'm, she goes in there, and it's kind of like okay, like uh, now she she can relax and 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 uh, go home. It's a late train. Really, no one to bother her. The guy that helped her out, as far as holding the door for her, uh, you know. Uh, she should be okay. So she goes down, sits down. She puts her little earbuds on. She's listening to some kind of like calm, uh, like kind of girly music or whatever, but kind of relaxing music. So she's listening to that, trying to like, uh, you know, get down from what happened uh, as far as the energy that happened. So she's there and then you hear that music going on. And then you just see Mahogany right there, like in the background, all blurry. And then you see him get up from his chair and he has a, a big meat hammer in his hand and then you just he, she's just sitting there just unaware and then he comes up to her and then whammo right in the side of the head just like Whammy. out of nowhere like, and then you, you you see it and you're like whoa what the fuck is you just yeah. see her head just like spin around yeah and it's like fuck it but the way it was shot it was done well because the way they cut it where it's just she's facing there one second and then the next second you just see the hammer come to the side of her and then you just see like her hair like spin around and it's basically in the front side of uh of the area where her face used to be and then uh the next thing you see her she's on the ground uh dead and mahogany's over her cleaning her up so i mean that was done well but it was just like a like a holy shit when you see that uh that head jerked the way it did just from there that's uh where you get where the kind of the besides that beginning part uh, that's kind of where you see where this movie's kind of going is uh, Mahogany is the killer. Um, afterwards, uh, we uh, Leon find uh, he's at the diner and he uh, he's kind of he uh, shows the pictures. Before that, he shows the pictures off to uh, to uh, Brooke Shields' character, and she ends up loving those pictures of those thugs in the uh, subway during the attack. So he's in with her now that she loves it. And she's like, wow, after seeing what he caught on on film. And uh, after that, he's on a high because like she's he's, she's going to put her in the gallery. And uh, one one cool tidbit that I saw when I first watched this and then watching it again was uh, when we first go to that gallery and he's trying to check uh, to see if uh, she'll like his stuff. The stuff that's in her gallery, that's uh, Clive Barker's artwork that's on the uh, the walls. Yeah, I read about that too. That's actually pretty fucking sweet. So, uh, yeah, like, so he's on a high after, uh, you know, that she loves the, the pictures. Uh, but afterwards, like, he's there and then he gets a, a newspaper and he sees that the per- that girl that he took the pictures of and, and basically saved that night, that she ends up uh, on the newspaper as being missing. So he reads up on it. He's like, whoa. So he, he goes to the cops. To try to tell him what happened. And then maybe those guys had something to do with it. Uh, so he goes there. And he's trying to tell the uh, the cop what happened. And it's kind of crazy. Like he's talking to her. I, and I thought the uh, the actress that, that, that played uh, Detective uh, Hadley. That uh, she did an awesome job. Uh, the way she portrayed it. Um, and the way the character comes out too later on. As far as the. Uh, uh, where it leads to later, I thought it was done well. Uh, but yeah, he's just kind of like, hey, when you're over there, you're taking pictures, do you usually do this? And kind of like, were you stalking her? Kind of, uh, but kind of twisting it around, not asking it like that. 
Uh, but that's the way Bradley Cooper takes it, uh, his character. So he's like, no, I wasn't stalking her. I just, you know, take pictures and she was there. And then I saw this and she was like, oh, so uh, they stopped uh, attacking her just because you were there. And he's like, no, there was a, a video camera. So he's explaining himself, but not but not to her satisfaction. And then uh, she's basically, hey, when you can uh, figure out, like, why you kept taking pictures and and uh, uh, give me a call because he couldn't really give her a straight answer. So, uh, it, like I said, uh, she ends up being pretty uh, instrumental in the uh, the story as well later on. So afterwards, we see other string of murders happen uh, on the midnight meat train with Mahogany doing the murders. We actually see, like, uh, the train going by. There's, like, a, a group of three people, uh, a wife, a husband, and, like, a friend or something on that train that the lady's pretty nervous about being on the on the subway because she's heard stories and this and that. So she's worried, and the other guy's, like, laughing at her. And the husband's like, oh, well, we're getting off on the next stop. So they're kind of talking for a bit, and then the other guy's kind of giving uh, both of them a hard time. And as they're doing this, uh, the uh, the wife is seeing Mahogany come up behind her husband, and the husband's unaware. And then at the last second, she's like screaming his name, and that's Ted, uh, Ted Raimi's character. And then you just see uh, Mahogany bash the back of his head with the meat hammer, yeah. and then his eyeballs uh, flinging out at the about the same time and just yeah. blood squirting everywhere yes. and onto uh the faces of uh his friend and his wife yeah now this was a really cool scene it was a good death scene you know the kills were, were cool uh but this is also one of those that we we're talking about the cg being really bad and then relying on it too much um pretty much the whole thing was fucking cg the blood the the eyes coming out of the the head, you know, we they could have totally went with just like a, a fake head, yeah, and some eyes that shoot out. That would have been dope. Um, yeah, that's where I was let down with it because like it was gruesome, it was brutal. Uh, mahogany was fucking menacing as hell. That hammer, dude, that hammer itself is it's its own character. Yeah, and uh, and, and you know, for it to be Ted Raimi, you're like, oh shit, Ted Raimi just got fucking took out. You know the it was kind of ruined because of the that shitty CG. Yep, and I, I agree. I mean, uh, when I first watched it, I thought I was like, "Holy shit!" When I when I saw it because of uh, just the way uh, the kill was was you know as far as like what happened uh, with the eyeballs flinging right you know basically towards the screen right at us. Uh, but if it was done with practical effects, it would have been way more effective because like rewatching yes. it again. It uh, with the CGI, it, it it kills it big time as far as uh, what it could have been. It almost just makes it a little silly, you yeah. know. At least that's that's the impression I got. Like as cool as it was, like it just felt a little silly with that with that CG. So yeah, that that one that one right there let me down a little bit. I do wish they would have did the practical because there are some practical effects that are done in the movie. You know, some some of the gore body parts and stuff that's practical stuff so like they they had the means to do it i guess they just didn't want to take the time with it or something maybe it was budget i don't know yeah <laughs> so i mean after that then uh mahogany comes up to the the friend uh and he has uh like a meat hook in his hand and he kind of 
don't know if he gets them in the nuts or, or the ass or something, but he gets them from underneath and stabs them with that hook and slams his body against the top of the roof. So Mahogany's got some uh, brute strength about him. I mean, you already saw him bash the other dude's head, but then you see him like fling that guy around like if he's nothing. Uh, so that got that guy's down on the ground and uh, the wife starts like panicking and trying to get away and then she slips on the blood. So she falls on her ass on her back and she's trying to turn away and get out of there. And then Mahogany, you just see him just turn around and then chase her down. And to me, I don't, I don't know about you, Paul, but uh, I think that that was uh, one of the most uh, brutal and kind of effective kills. Kind of fun, like how you said, the CGI kind of kills it too. But I thought if they would have done it all practical effects, uh, you get the idea of what it could have been. Uh, but I think hers was pretty brutal. Like you see her, like, uh, and the way they shot it, I thought the the shots were done well the way they planned it out. But like you see her, like, kind of get bashed in the head. And then uh, you see, like, uh, the, the, the camera kind of spin, like, if it's, like, her point of view. And it's, like, uh, from uh, her perspective. And then you see Mahogany, like, kind of, like, in front of her again, like, where he didn't finish her. And you see her giving one more bash in the head. And then you just, like, see, like, the, 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 uh, the camera just, like, spinning around. And that's basically her head spinning around on the ground and then you see it like facing the body where her head used to be so she's decapitated at that point and then you see a blood squirt from uh where where her neck is used to be at from that opening and then you then the camera points over like uh like going towards the body and then facing the opposite way where her where the, her head is at and you see her head just like all like uh, mangled and blood everywhere and then her eye, like, just, like, a horrible look on the face. And and then her eyes, they're still, like, blinking. And then her, like, her hand is still twitching from the body. And I thought that was a pretty effective uh, kill. And uh, the way it was shot, it was it was gruesome. But it would have been that much more if they could have done that with some uh, practical effects instead of uh, going the CGI route. Just having seen, like, the... Uh the Ted Raimi death and kind of how silly it was because of the CG and everything. Like, I think the way they did it, like as even though it was really cool, it was like, it, it was still silly in its own right too. And for it to be like right after that one, I was like, Oh man, especially like, uh, the, like when she gets her head lopped off and it's laying there, she makes like a groggling sound or, or like a exhale, but it's like, dude, that wouldn't even be possible with her head away from her fucking lungs. <laughs> like, I was like, come on now. So yeah, it was, it was a good, a good kill. Like it was brutal, but I think for that part, it, it would have been like the whole, like uh less is more kind of a thing. Yeah. For me anyway. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, if it, if it didn't have that, like, as far as the, the blinking and, like, if the head's still going on, um, I mean, I, I could see the body still twitching, you know, a little bit after. Yeah. But as far as, like, the head, like, if it's still active and blinking around and seeing the, you know, its body on the other side. Um, yeah, and making a noise. It's like, uh Because then it's like, I thought that was super silly. And I'm like, well, fuck, man, is the rest of the movie going to be like this? Because I was digging it up to that point. Huh. I'm glad to I was glad glad to find out that it wasn't like that. That was pretty much as silly as it got, I think. 
Yeah, so, I mean, later on, there's uh, more kills that happen throughout the film. But uh, there gets a point where uh, Leon's character uh, catches up with Mahogany. Like, Mahogany's coming out after those kills with those people. And he's coming out the subway, uh, out through the uh, escalator. And uh, Leon starts wanting to take a picture of him. So he's, like, following him around, trying to act like if, you know, like if he's behind where he can't, you know, spot that he's actually trying to get that picture. And then he gets to a point where he gets caught. Like, Mahogany knows that he's following him. And he stops him, but Mahogany doesn't say a word. He just, like, kind of looks at him. And and uh, he's kind of holding him there for a while. And then Leon's character is just, like, all, like, you know, like, holy shit. Because he's a big guy. Threatening-looking guy. Yeah. And uh, he, he's, he, he seems more scared of Mahogany than he was of the thugs. So, yes. uh so, yeah, he's kind of, like, trying to talk his way out of it. And then Mahogany just, like, lets him go and heads out on his way. And and uh, Leon goes on her on his. But then afterwards, like, Leon's uh, kind of intrigued by him. And it felt like after that, that's kind of where uh, it seems like maybe Leon kind of got, like, a, a piece of uh, a Mahogany as far as, like, where something's going on between the two. So afterwards, like you see another kill scene where uh, uh, he's uh, Mahogany's in the uh, the train, and then you see uh, Rampage's character come out and he's playing that uh, that uh, guardian angel, and then he's like uh, comes up to Mahogany's like he tries to scare him, and he doesn't really get a reaction from him, and then uh, Rampage is kind of like full of himself, like like laughing at him. And kind of looking at him, and it's kind of this is the funny part, like when he's laughing, and then he, then he looks at him, and he's like, "Life is like a box of chocolates," and it's kind of funny because uh, with uh, Vinnie Jones' character, he does have like that that haircut like uh, Forrest Gump, yes. and he is wearing a suit like him, and he does have yeah. that little briefcase with him, so yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny when he says <laughs> that. And you do kind of see that re- that resemblance to Forrest. When he says that. Yeah, because, like, you looking at that, that's what you would be thinking. And for them to actually, like, bring that up. Yeah. That was really cool. <laughs> so that's why I said it was, a, it was a cool little, like, one-liner that he has right there. And then, uh, like, a couple of seconds later, uh, uh, his char- uh, the Guardian Angels character is, like, looking outside of the window. And then all of a sudden, like, the, the train just, like, starts speeding up. And he's like, what the hell? And then uh, right after that, like a second later, Mahogany's on him, ready to kill his ass. So they get into it and they're fighting, and it's a struggle. Like, it's not easy for Mahogany this time. And when Mahogany's trying to, like, get him, he's like he's kind of, like, fading at a certain point where, like, he's it seems like he's, like, losing his strength. So, uh, so they have a scuffle, and then Mahogany can't really finish him off. The the train conductor kind of comes out, and then uh, they're still struggling, and then you just see uh, uh, the the conductor pull out a gun, and then he he uh, shoots, and you just see like uh, the bullet fly through uh, Rampage's uh, right eye, and uh, it was kind it was cool the the way that it was like shown as far as like uh, like I said same type of deal the way it was shown and and the direction and and the way it was shot. But that CGI uh, killed it again right there. Yeah. Because it could have been, like I said, if it was these practical effects used instead, it would have just made uh, so much stuff so much stronger, even if it wouldn't have looked as cool as what they had, but still had that same type of effect with those kills. Um, 
But yeah, like well, uh, I mean, we've mentioned it before about the whole CG yeah. practical effect argument. You know, I don't mind if if a practical effect looks fake and that it's obviously fake. You know, it's like really there in front of the fucking actors. I always appreciate that more. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that stuff goes on. So uh, Rampage is dead on the floor. Uh, so the, the conductor says that he's disappointed in them. And we find out at that point that Mahogany's name is Mahogany because uh, he mentions him by name at that point. And, uh, and Mahogany's kind of like struggling, kind of coughing. So something's going on with them. And that's basically after he met Leon's character. So... Um, Later on, we find, like I said, there's a there's a different things going on. Uh, Leon's trying to keep track of them, track of Mahogany, uh, thinking that something's going on with him, and then kind of putting things together as far as thinking that uh, that's why that's why people are uh, disappearing. You know, he's he's getting the stuff together. A bunch of different uh, things happen as far as like kills. Yeah, so uh, all this uh, stuff's going on where he's uh, following Mahogany. He ends up following him over to uh this uh like this butcher area where like they cut up meats and stuff. So he's thinking that's where uh, mahogany take like he kills people and takes people and and uh like you know butchers the meat over there with with the uh the meat they sell out there but that ends up just being like animals. Uh so he followed him there and uh he kind of like he finds out that mahogany uh spotted him so they they he, he runs for it. And, like, there's a cool scene where, like, he's running through, like, a it's kind of like uh, something from, like, Rocky Balboa where you see the ribs just all over the place. Yeah. So he's running through that thing. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> like a maze full of them. And then at a certain point, like, Mahogany's, uh, you know, he's right on his ass. And then uh, you see Leon, he, like, uh, holds onto one of the hooks and, like, lifts his body up. So when uh, Mahogany looks down to try to find his feet, he doesn't see anything. So he, uh, like, you see a, a scene where he's looking down. He doesn't see the feet. And then uh, you see uh, Leon uh, go back down, thinking, like, all is clear. So, like, he kind of breathes out and, like, like a sigh of relief. And then uh, you see a shot right behind uh, where you see the front of Leon and be right behind him is Mahogany. He kind of sees that, and then he just, like, runs for it. Uh, so he gets, he, uh, gets out of that uh, butcher uh, kind of factory place and he uh, hitches a ride onto a truck and he takes off and Mahogany just uh, like maybe a couple seconds later just pops out with some like knives uh, and that meat hook uh, you know uh, going outside but I uh, didn't see it didn't catch him so there's kind of like a chase thing going on Mahogany knows that Leon knows uh, too much and uh, a bunch of different pieces start coming together. And also, uh, like, a little bit later, uh, Leon actually, tell you know, he's telling people what he thinks is going on and his theories. People kind of think he's kind of going crazy and that none of this stuff can be true where he thinks that uh, Mahogany is killing people and maybe this stuff's been going on for a long time because he sees, like, different articles that he found and it's like... Uh, probably over a hundred years ago that this thing's going on and his girlfriend's like how can that be this is a hundred years ago you think this is the same guy so uh you know definitely a lot of yeah, things and going at on this in point like we're we're left to think the same questions you know like wow like is it really the same guy is he like some kind of a fucking 
immortal or something like we we're, we're that was what was cool about it is like at that point like we really didn't know what the hell was going on either so we're kind of left to think about like the clues that he's finding and and kind of having this mystery so that was pretty fun yeah so i mean that was a cool layer of the storytelling and and uh even though like we we're kind of dogging on the uh the kills because of cgi they were cool mm-hmm. as far as what, what was intended uh, and the characters are done well, so like a lot of points towards that stuff. But uh, yeah, getting on back to where we were at, uh, yeah. So uh, he ends up uh, going on to one of those late trains uh, towards the end of the movie, maybe about uh, twenty thirty minutes left on this movie. Uh, he goes into the train and he gets to a part where Mahogany's there, and you see like some kids that they're selling chocolates. And they're asking uh, Leon's character, hey, chocolates? And Leon's like, nah. And then the, the kids are like, Psh, like, kind of pissed off that he didn't buy no chocolates. And then they go up to Mahogany. And then we're thinking as the audience, like, knowing that he's the killer, that he's going to kill these kids. And, uh, like, they go, chocolates? And then, like, he reaches into, like, the spot where he has, like, the hammer. And he pulls out a dollar or whatever, so, you know, some money. And then so he buys the chocolates off him. And um, so, uh, yeah, he didn't end up, end, end up killing those kids. But later on, he does end up butchering a bunch of people that did end up going staying on the train towards the end. So he, he butchers those ones. Leon catches it on his camera and he's seeing it go on that it's actually true. And he has, uh, you know, like he's seeing all, all the stuff going on where he uh, beat he smashes up some guys with that meat hammer. And he ends up seeing the process where he like and that was, it was kind of gross, but kind of cool. Maybe that was. Was that part uh, practical, Paul, or was it more CGI as far as, like, when he's taking out the eyeballs from the guy and, like, cutting the hair? Uh, I don't know. Like, that was done really well. So, like, if it was CG, that was a part where they really did a good job with the CG. I, I kind of think it was practical. Yeah, I thought it it looked, it looked kind of close to practical. So, uh, that part, like, you know, where he's cutting it and then basically taking a lot of stuff out the body. Like, you see him uh, pulling out teeth and, and fingernails. Yeah, so you see the process where he's cutting all, all that, you know, doing all that, uh, the process to the thing, to the stuff. He's not just bashing people and just, like, throwing them aside. There's some type of a, a process to it, uh, like a butcher. So he's doing that stuff, and you see, like, the hook going through the uh, the ankles or or the Achilles, I guess, almost. Uh, so that that kind of looked cool too. That shit was gruesome too, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, yeah, I mean Whoa. the guy's already dead, but uh, it did it did look like ah. Oh, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's us going on, and uh, yeah, he catches uh, Leon's character. He sees him there, so like Leon's trying to like run for it, and then he gets to where the conductor's at, and he gets to the window. He's like, he's like, stop the train, like open up, like <laughs> like try to get away from Mahogany. Little does he know that 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 conductor guy is. Is basically part of that machine right there, part of the killing. And then Mahogany's right behind him. We just see, see Leon get smashed in the head, and it kind of fades to black. And then uh, you see, like, where he's uh, kind of getting attacked by, like, these creatures and getting his uh, chest carved up by them with their nails. And then uh, you see him, like, uh, the next scene you see, he's over, like, knocking on his girlfriend's door, and then she's like, She's been worried about him because she don't know what the hell's been going on with him. So he comes in and he's kind of like just just passes her up like nothing and 
kind of locks himself in uh, the restroom and he's checking out that carved up marking that he has in his chest now. And uh, he's kind of going insane at this point because uh, he knows a lot of stuff. But then, uh, you know, obviously those creatures uh, doing something and he's going through. He's not the same man anymore, basically. So his girlfriend's trying to talk to him. And later on, she kind of uh, talks to him and tells him that she doesn't want him to be chasing around with the darkness anymore. And that she just wants him to shoot stuff that he loves. And then uh, she kind of uh, does kind of like a strip uh, tease kind of thing towards them where she's trying to have him take pictures of her because supposedly I guess that uh, he was a pornographer back in the day. No, just kidding. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's taking the pictures of his uh, girlfriend nude, a, a few, but then he kind of can't do it anymore. Like, he, he doesn't want to take pictures of that. He's just into the darkness, I guess. So... She gets upset because uh, she knows that there's something going on with them and she can't help him. Yeah, so after that, uh, she wants to find out what's going on. So she gets Jurgis to help uh, her out. So they go over to the uh, apartment of Mahogany cause to find out what's going on uh, while uh, Leon rests over at her place. So she goes over there with him. Jurgis thinks that, she, that hey, if we go over there, that uh, we're just as crazy as Leon. But she's like, no, we're going there. We're, we know, we're trying to search for this because uh, Leon told her that uh, he had pictures, but they took his camera away. So they're searching for his stuff. They see a bunch of instruments. And then uh, uh, earlier on during the movie, you saw like a scene where Leon, I mean, uh, Mahogany is carving stuff off his chest that kind of looks like uh, spores or some kind of thing or barnacles. Yeah, it's fucking gross. He puts them into a jar. So it's basically kind of like he's kind of deteriorating. To a point. So, uh, yeah, they're going through the stuff. And then uh, the, at a certain point, like, she, you know, at first uh, her friend was like, uh, going to be the lookout, which she told him, yeah, look out. And if you see something, then let me know. And then he comes over there and she gets scared. So it's kind of like a jump scare moment in the movie. And uh, he comes up and, and uh, he's like, hey, the two of us, if we're both working, we'll find it faster. What we're looking for. So they go through some stuff. They find a bunch of weird stuff in there. And they do end up finding, uh, like, a bunch of, like, uh, uh, stuff like uh, cutouts and tickets and stuff and schedules from uh, way back when, like, you know, a long time ago, years and years ago. So it's, like, all adding up where it's like, okay, uh, what Leon was saying, it's it's true. So now she's believing him. So later on, uh, like, you see that Jurgis is gone. And then she, like, everything's quiet. So she's, like, wondering, like, what's going on? So, like, she kind of, like, she's calling out for Jurgis and kind of walking towards a certain door, thing, like, like wondering where he's at. And then she gets a bad feeling and she runs for it. Like, she knows that there's something going on. So so she takes off. And then on, on the opposite side of that uh, door frame, uh, Mahogany, you see him just standing there with his uh, big, shiny uh, meat hammer right there with blood dripping off of it. So, you know, uh, Jurgis is basically kind of a goner by that point. So uh, she runs off. Uh, and then there's kind of like a final conflict where they all uh, end up going into the uh, the train. And uh, Leon ends up going there. Uh, and uh, Maya's there. And uh, also Jurgis, we find him there. But uh, not the, in the same 
uh, capacity that he was earlier on in the film. No. So he's still yeah. alive, but he's pretty fucked up. Yeah, because you see like a bunch of like uh, dead bodies like hanging off like how we saw with those other people earlier. They're just hanging by hooks, like if they're just pieces of meat. And then uh, later on when they bump into one, which uh, Maya bumps into one, and then she, she looks down and it's Jurgis, uh naked. and uh, Yeah, scares up the shit him. out of her. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, he starts like gr- uh, groaning and moving and shit. <laughs> she freaks the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, so uh, all that stuff's going on and... And then uh, later on, uh, she's all, she almost gonna like get bashed by uh, mahogany, but uh, Leon gets there just in time to save her. So there's this big battle, and they're fighting, and then they're kind of like they're cutting at, trying to cut each other. And then there's a couple times where like they slash into some of the uh, the uh, the bodies that are there that are hanging upside down, and uh, they they keep struggling. And then at one point. Uh, Jurgis gets a big old gash up upside of his body, like on his ribs, and then there's like a big old like pool where you see Mahogany just pull the whole opening uh, of that body part, and then just a, a whole uh, gush of blood just comes down on uh, on his on yeah. Jurgis's face, and that's it for our pal Jurgis. He's gone. Yeah, um, that that was pretty brutal. Like shit just started falling out everywhere. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so uh, I mean, it, that was uh, a uh, real too, quick about cool. real quick, real quick about uh, like uh, Jurgis hanging there upside down. I like the little detail of them having his facial veins like bulging out. Yeah, because he's been hanging upside down that whole time. So like, that's a nice little touch that you don't really see when it comes to like people hanging upside down for uh, yeah. a good period of time. So I, I did like that. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, they're still struggling, and at the end, like, the train stops. They get to their certain uh, uh, last stop that they need to get to, and then, uh, like, the, the fight stops at that moment just for a second, and then it's just, like, Maya and Leon right there, and they're together at, at that point with the bodies just there, and then the conductor comes out, and he's like, step away from the meat. <laughs> so, so, yeah, like... Uh, so that happens. They end up going out, and then uh, another fight happens, where uh, Leon and and um, and uh, Mahogany are, are fighting amongst like a bunch of like they, they're and they're on that last lap, and then they get out, and there's like a bunch of like bones that are left from the uh, the bodies from all the years that are there, just all on the uh, the ground right there. So they're fighting amongst the that stuff. Then they start uh, like Leon ends up grabbing like a femur and like fighting like be uh smashing up uh, mahogany a few times mahogany gets a few uh cuts with his uh knife or that he has her hook and uh at a certain point uh, leon gets the best of him and he ends up getting like that uh that femur but it has like a sharp end to it and he just like smashes it upside the uh the throat of mahogany so mahogany's uh, down and then uh we didn't hear him say uh basically speak the whole film and then at the end where he's like basically done for and leon is gonna finish him off he's just on the floor and he's kind of like he said it's like something beforehand but but you can barely make out what he says and then at the end he's like uh he's like welcome <laughs> like like he's telling him like he's taking over so yeah. uh leon yeah. Fin- yeah, i leon was like gets- oh fuck yeah <laughs> so like uh leon uh ends up uh finishing him off by like smashing another bone through the top of uh, like the back of his head through his mouth 
and uh, so Mahogany's done, and then the train conductor comes up beside him, and uh, he's like, well, he was already losing it by, you know, and he wasn't, uh, you know, he couldn't do it anymore. So uh, he's like, oh, you have a great, uh, uh, you know, that, that you're you're chosen now, and like that it's a, you know, a great uh, opportunity or some kind of thing like that. Yeah, so... So uh, he he uh, basically goes up to him and and uh, Leon runs up to him like if he's gonna kill him next, and the conductor's like uh, you got super strength too, so he like stops him like nothing, grabs him by the throat, lifts him up, and he's like okay, you know what's coming next kind of thing, and then he reaches up into uh, Leon's mouth and rips his tongue out, and uh, throws uh, Leon uh, to the floor. And then he's like chewing on his tongue. Now, now we know kind of like uh, it's kind of like almost like mahogany's. What must have happened for his origin? Because uh, that's what Leon's going through. It's that, and that's kind of like the reason why mahogany couldn't speak either. He must have had his tongue uh, torn out as well. Yep, it's this whole fucking cycle. Yeah. So uh, later on, we like after that, we see uh, the conductor go over towards. Uh, towards uh, Leon's girlfriend. Uh, so Maya is there. She's still alive at that moment, but not for long. The conductor goes over and like just cuts her in the chest and just rips her heart out from her chest. Yeah. And, yeah. Shit was brutal. Yeah, so uh, she's a goner, and then uh, Leon's kind of kind of screaming, but like with blood coming out of his mouth, so it's kind of a gurgled scream. And then it kind of like fades to to black, and then you see it go over to uh, like an apartment, and uh, you saw like a couple like a montage like about two montages uh, early on in the film where you saw mahogany, and you saw him that he's dressed in a suit and he's uh, kind of neat, and you saw him getting ready a couple times in in the film earlier on, and then you see uh, someone like from behind uh, getting ready with the same type of haircut like mahogany. And uh, the t- detectives over there, um, the one that the same detective that Leon uh, tried to like uh, tell that something's going on that when that girl got uh, became missing, and she wouldn't believe him, uh, she was there in in the apartment right behind uh, the person we see from behind, and the conductor, and uh, when you see later on, you see him turn around, and it is uh, it's Leon. And he's uh, he's looking just like uh, how Mahogany looked earlier on in the film. So uh, he's taken over for Mahogany. He's got the same ring as Mahogany now. Um, yep. And that ring. And was that symbol—the detective's wearing a necklace that has that same symbol, which I didn't catch. Yeah, like I didn't at catch all. It I didn't even. I... I didn't even know until I was reading up on the the movie before the episode. I was like, "Holy shit." That's cool. Yeah. I mean, you figured you figured it out at that point, but yeah, that's that little bit of detail that if you would have noticed that earlier in the movie, you could have had that uh, that connection. <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I didn't catch that until like I, I read this stuff as well too after. Um, so yeah, you see that stuff going on, and then uh, later on, this is uh, basically it for the for this one, Cripsters. It cuts to uh, where they're. Uh, where that guy that we saw in the beginning of the movie, that's why I didn't kill it for you in the beginning of us talking about this, that same guy that you saw wake up towards the beginning of the, that movie and you saw that clip with the blood and all that stuff, 
um, that that beginning part is basically the end of this movie as well. Um, he you see him where he's knocked out in the in the train, and then uh, you see on the uh, like it, it it goes off over to that other cab that you saw earlier on in the film with the meat, and you see someone bashing uh, someone's head uh, in right there. Uh, that actually was Leon. Like you uh, see, like the back of him, and then he turns around, looking like if it would be mahogany, but it's Leon there now. So uh, that was an awesome thing. Um, uh, one thing we didn't hit up too much on, but I mean, you didn't see him too much. Were like the creatures that were actually eating uh, the bodies of the humans. Um, those things looked pretty good, but it, it was just like you didn't see too much of them. So one thing that that's good about it. Is you didn't see too much of them. They look pretty good from what we you can see, but it's always yeah. when you don't with when they don't give it up so much, it it uh it it has a good effect. Absolutely, they almost reminded me of like the creatures from the Descent or something. They did look really cool. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's basically uh, the end of the Midnight Meat Train, and like I said, that end that beginning of the film is uh, where it ends. That's a cool little loop right there, Wolfman. Yeah. So uh, on to the scores, right? Chainsaw, do you want to go first or shall I? Yeah, I'll go first on this one. All right. Go for it. So uh, Chainsaw Paul gives this one an eight. Whoa. It would have been higher. Yeah, yeah. No, it would have been a little higher if it wasn't for the CG. I do have to knock some points down for that. Yeah. but the rest of the movie was shot well. The story was really good. You know, everything else about it was fucking top notch. Um, so, yeah, I did have to dock it a little bit because of the use of the huh. the CG, the, the shitty CG at that. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing about with this movie. I like I give it an eight. I love I love it. I think it's fucking great. It's a good movie. But when you get to the point of the twist and you realize what's really going on, I really do like that aspect. I like that idea. It's something fresh. Um, but that doesn't happen in towards that doesn't happen until towards the end of the movie. So the rest of the movie, you're kind of feeling like this guy's, this guy is a serial killer and he's just wanting to fucking kill people and be yeah. brutal. And I really, really like that idea. So for me, I almost would rather it just keep going with that and it just being a dude who is a serial killer who loves fucking killing and not have like this supernatural kind of aspect towards it. That's that's just my opinion. I think I I don't know if I would have liked it better that way. It's just something that I I think I would have liked to have seen instead. Now I I do like the twist. I like that they fucking just caught us off guard. And this and it's at that point where you see Clive Barker's kind of inspiration in it, you know? Yeah. They're being creatures and like they're down they're like uh underground dwellers and kind of like thinking of like hell and shit like that. So like that was pretty cool, but for me like I kind of rather of it just been Mahogany was this fucking serial killer, this crazy killer who just liked killing and butchering people on trains and shit. Huh. And selling them for to Chainsaw Paul's hamburger meat. 
Yeah, like something. <laughs> like making tacos out of that, those motherfuckers or I don't know. Like I, I, I think I'm what I'm saying is like I think I would have rather have liked it a a little bit more if it was just realistic. You know what I mean? Yep, I hear you. But um I but I really do like the way it turned out. Like so it's kind of a toss up, you know, like yeah, it could have been cool like that, but what we got was fucking great too, so Yeah. You know, fuck me, right? Forget what I'm saying. <laughs> ah, yeah, well, I mean that's a that's a really high score, you know. Eight. Yeah, no, it's a definite go watch it from Chainsaw ah. Paul. All right. And, All right, uh, Wolfman, what do you give this motherfucker? All right, I'm kind of stuck between. I was thinking either uh, a seven or uh, seven point five. Uh, I'm gonna give it a seven. That's still a really good score. Still a high score for me. Um, yeah. And it's uh, basically everything Paul said. Same same deal. Uh, I you know the way it was directed, the uh, the uh, the way this uh, the story uh, was written and and uh, came out on the screenplay. It was all done done well. Uh, the the color uh, that they used on it and the darkness that was in there, uh, mm-hmm. all all done well. Um, uh, like I said, though, I'd have to knock it. Uh, not you know just because of that, that the CGI uh, killed it for me. Uh, if they, if they use those practical effects, I mean I we, we harped on it earlier on, but uh, that's kind of what killed it for me. Um, but I mean, other than that, it was awesome. I still enjoy it, and I I can watch it uh, over and over. Um, like I said, I enjoy the characters and and uh, what it leads to, and and uh, like uh, you know, you're wondering like what it, what's gonna happen. Um, especially if you have you guys haven't watched this one, uh, you'll enjoy it uh, even more that first time and not knowing. So I hope if you haven't watched this. Uh, I hope you stopped uh, listening to our show and come back to it after. Uh, <laughs> but if, if not, you know, I think you'll still enjoy it anyways. Um, but yeah, like uh, I think the only thing that it could add is like uh, more of that story uh, of those creatures and, and why they're there. And because uh, I, I read up on, on the tidbits of uh, detail on it, and that's probably from the uh, the short story. Is that they're there and then they uh, they eat these people and it's basically like they eat them and then it causes like uh, the whatever city they're at because they're in in New York with that one but they're supposed to be in multiple cities doing the same type of thing in any city that's uh, like a big city that's prosperous that's what keeps it prosperous is uh, getting these poor souls and eating and 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 getting them to these creatures them devouring them and that causes the city to remain prosperous and that's why these people are out there being uh you know doing their bidding and bringing the meat to them yeah see now that that would have been cool to have a little more explanation about that we didn't necessarily need to see the creatures more or like give flashbacks or anything like that but like just like even the conductor because he he vaguely explains it but him go into more detail about it because I was just thinking it was more like they're feeding these creatures so the creatures don't come up and feed on everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm thinking it would have been cool just to, to have that explanation, but like maybe as an extra in, in the DVD. And it could have been just even in a cartoon form or a comic book form 
where it kind of yeah. tells that story and everybody, okay, that's good enough. And it could be just like 10 minutes long or something. And that's cool enough right there. You don't have to make a whole movie about it. And I think it'd be too hard to try to stretch uh, that, uh, you know, that explanation and that, uh, you know, that precursor to what's going on. Um, and you don't have to like have that, uh, that other stuff go on. Cause you've got enough with the story of mahogany and and everything transferring to Leon. Mm-hmm. So you don't really need, uh, you know, I was kind of thinking afterwards when we did this, I kind of was asking, Hey, what if there was a, uh, if we could talk to uh, Bradley Cooper, would you ask him uh, like, if it was on Instagram, Hey, when are you going to do uh midnight meat train part two? You know, yes. since his character survived. But to me, I'm like, what would that, you know, there's really nothing more left there to tell because that's enough right there with uh, with this, with the one we got right here. Uh, you don't really got to go further into it. Yeah, I can see where you're getting with that, but but you just mentioning it, I have the whole fucking movie in my head right now, dude. So <laughs> Leon, he's living fucking decades and decades of, of doing this, of killing people and feeding the creatures. And, and basically, like, for the beginning part of it, not really thinking about his old life, <clears throat> his old life. But if you remember, he still had a picture of him and his girlfriend yeah. on the on the wall by the mirror. Yeah. So there is part of him still there. So eventually, over time, that starts coming back. Mm-hmm. And now he wants to get out of this shit. So either he has to find somebody to replace him or take down whoever that these creatures or let's say there's like a lead creature or whatever kind of entity that's making all this shit happen. There's the movie right there, buddy. Yeah, it could be, but I mean, with that link, the way they have it and how the uh, folklore is supposed to be, if he gets rid of those creatures, that city is going down. (laughs) Hey, it's all all evil anyway. Basically that story is that they're a necessary evil, you know? And these people yeah, I are get just that, but yeah. you take it from one person's perspective, and they're evil. They're they're fucking eating people, like innocent people, you know. So I could see him wanting to to destroy. It may not be the right decision, but you know, he they those fuckers ruined his life. They killed his girlfriend. Like I, you know, eventually yeah. all that starts coming back. So there's part two, man. And so you call Bradley Cooper right now, and you tell him, hey, let's make this shit. all right you hear that cooper so uh paul right here has your story and he will direct that for you (laughs) yes oh god it'll be a real shit show we might only have like ten dollars to uh create this and we'll be using our (laughs) our cell phones to record it um (laughs) but yeah come on and uh join us and we're gonna make this and uh and uh, it'll get uh, minus 10 out of uh, 10 <laughs> possible. <laughs> yeah. I just thought of an- another setback. There's no fucking subways up here in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> so, ah, damn. Anyway, all right. Before we get too far on in the rants, that was our review of Midnight Meat Train from 2008. Starring my boy, Bradley Cooper, Mr. Blue Eyes himself. Yes. So, uh, Chainsaw Paul says go check it out. All right, Wolfman. All right. Man, that, that was this has been a long fucking recording, dude. That's for sure. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a it's a long one. Uh, I think we did that the same time um, last year when we had that first recording of the new year. I think we went long too, and I think it was the same reason that we were talking about all the new movies. Yeah. No, that definitely took a lot longer than I thought it would. Yeah, so I'm thinking it's just because of that as well. So I mean, we had a lot of stuff to talk about. Yep. So uh, let's see uh, how the trimming comes out at the end. And if any of you Cripsers are still around listening right now, thanks for sticking with us. <laughs> <laughs> I will catch you next time, and I will catch you Cripsers on the next episode of Podcast from the Crypt. All right, guys. Have a good night, and stay creepy. <laughs> from there, Paul. I'm going to need to get a drink of water. <clears throat> All right. I needed some water. <laughs> I was getting dry in here. <laughs>